Traveling the Vortex. We've joined the doctor as he travels the Vortex. I landed episode number 215. Much like the quest is quest, this episode is the episode. I'm Keith. I'm Sean. I'm Glenn. How are you guys? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. You guys have a good week? No. Why not? School? Yes. Work? Yes. Well, that's what Sean did this week. What'd you do this week, Keith? Did you get anything, do anything fun? We watched John Wick. How was that? Oh my god, it was so good. <laughs> Who the thunk? Is that yeah. that Johnny Depp? Or not Johnny Depp. Uh, no. No, because they don't want to be good. Reeves? Yes. And it was very, very good. It, <laughs> and it wasn't because... <laughs> oh, ouch. I saw Transcendence at the library, and I passed right over it. What is that? That's that Johnny Depp... I gathered that much. ...goes into a computer movie uh, that was super hyped and flopped. Oh. Mel saw it. She said she didn't like it. Yeah. She also admitted, though, she'd rather... she, she would Because the only person that went with her was her brother. And she told me afterwards that she'd really like one of us to watch it <laughs> so that she had somebody that she could talk to with it what? about it. Um, I heard it was the... Biggest group of st- stupid smart people in movie history. <laughs> oh, I don't like it when they do that. Yeah. Well, go see John Wick or go rent John Wick. It's out on DVD and Blu-ray this week, and it's very good. I loved everything about it. It was a masterfully shot, beautiful cinematography, and some amazing uh, choreographed fight sequences, which is not unusual because it was apparently written and directed by a former stuntman. Oh, nice. Which apparently how the genesis of this started is uh, they, they were all talking with Keanu and said, you know. One of the things that really irks stuntmen is that Hollywood doesn't know what to do with stuntmen. They come up and say, well, we're going to do this. And the stuntmen kind of go, well, yeah, we can make that work. But it's not how they do it. And Keanu says, well, how would you do it? He says, well, we've got some ideas. He says, okay, sign me up. So then they go into this thing and, you know, apparently, you know, everybody, all these actors nowadays have training on stuff. And they said Keanu showed up eight or nine hours a day. Every day, six days a week, for four months. Wow. He learned everything they could throw at him, including how to drive. All of the scenes, he's, he's like a stunt driver at times, and this, you know, does all these crazy peel-outs and spins and stuff. All the driving in the movie is Keanu, including this big finale one where they're on a pier kind of thing, and there's heavy equipment, machinery, and cranes on one side and a concrete drop into a 50-foot pit on the other, and if it's wet, and if he missed the mark, you know, he'd have died. He said, no, I got it, I got this, I'm, I'm all over this. And he did it so well, hit the mark so right that the camera came down, the car skidded, slid right into the camera, and the camera pushed through the passenger window and <laughs> the extreme close-up of Keanu <laughs> because he nailed the mark, and they were like... He's one of the top three stunt drivers we've ever trained for anything. <laughs> wow. But the rest of the movie was really good, too. It's, uh, it's about a, uh, a hitman. Well, he's not. He, he, he has some some bad things befall him. Uh, his, his wife dies of cancer, and then he's set upon some, some very unsavory types who steal his car and other things. And then you uh, find out <laughs> when they go to sell his car... That the guy's like, where'd you get this car? Where'd you get this? What does it matter? Where we got the car? Blah, 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 blah. And he slaps the guy around and throws him out. My father's got to be, you know, he's the rule of the... Yeah, well, whatever. So the father calls and he says, I understand you struck my son. He goes, yes, sir, I did. 
police. Why would you do such a thing? Because he stole John Wick's car. And the mob boss on the other hand goes, oh. And hangs up. <laughs> and that's your first inkling that this is not somebody you want to mess with. Nice. A revenge-filled, bloody action flick from that point out. It was really good. So, in other words, I should just wait. <laughs> yeah, you probably wouldn't like it. You're, you're not really... Falls into that name category, though. <coughs> yeah. That's why I was worried probably about I that. I didn't know anything about it until it came out on DVD. That's probably why. Cause it's getting, I, I remember hearing uh, hype about it before it even hit theaters. It's something like 97 98% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. It's gotten really, really good reviews. So, Well, it sounds like it's a good movie, but... Um, not one you'd enjoy. Well, I, but, but I, it didn't have a lot of buzz in the at when it was at the box office, and clearly it didn't stay very long. So. Yeah, I, I can't remember when it came out. Um, apparently, Lionsgate is uh, talking about a franchise. They've gone back to the director and said, "We kind of think we'd like to bring this guy back." And they said, "Well, we had an idea, but we were kind of like, eh, you know, if somebody asks, I guess maybe we." They said, "No, we want more than one." And we're like, "Oh, well, okay." <laughs> so, must have done well enough. I think the word of mouth is, is carrying it along now that it's out on, on DVD. So, yeah, totally worth watching. They could go with the whole Wick thing, you know. Burning Wick. Yeah. <laughs> Spider Wick. Oh, wait, no, that's. <laughs> that was the one and only spot Wicked. of bright that I had. Uh-huh. The Burning Wick. That was. The rest of this week has been consumed with work and. Not passing French and um, not doing anything with my Doctor Who legacy because Katrina lost my iPad. <laughs> and I'm going to miss out on time crystals in about a little less than two hours. A little less than two hours. But the, by the One time you finish, by the time you finish listening to this podcast, I will have missed time <laughs> crystals for my daily check-in, and I will be even grumpier than I am now. I watched a movie. What, what did you watch? watch? I watched the interview. Oh, oh, since, yeah, can we be any more insane? <laughs> it's not like Siamese twins over here. And uh, stereo, we're available. Now. Yeah. I added it, it to my Instagram. We haven't watched Netflix it yet. Now. And? Yeah. <laughs> no, good, no, no. huh? That means it's going to be awesome. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, got, it's, it's got some laugh out loud moments, but overall, it's, it's, there's some painful parts to watch. And I just, it, watching it, I, I just kept, you know, thinking, wow, this is the movie that we almost went World War Three over, but. Okay. No, it's it it's it it does have some funny moments. It's it's typical Seth Rogen. It's typical Johnny uh, Johnny uh, Franco uh, James Franco. But it's it, he's the most entertaining part of the movie. I think it's it's not a it's not a role unfamiliar to him because I think he's done this type of role before. But he's playing himself pretty much. It, well. He really doesn't stretch too much uh, as an actor. Not really. I mean, well, no, because I think he's quite different in things like um, what was the one where he cut his arm off and the oh, yeah, not spoilers. That one and uh, <laughs> well, okay. When he's or, when he's with Seth Rogen, he tends to be himself. The, the, the Wizard of Oz one. Uh, Oz the Great and Powerful. I mean, it I was pretty good it, in the Spider-Man movies. Pretty, pretty different. Those. Well, yeah. Well, 
Okay. <laughs> he, he wasn't himself in that one. <laughs> no, he certainly wasn't. But he, was, when he, when he's with... early on, though, before he got yeah. Seth Rogen. When he's but, with Seth Rogen, he tends well, to play the same character. Interestingly enough, I didn't know this until just recently. Did you know that they were on Freaks and Geeks? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And that that's where they started? So yeah, he's kind they, of they, always they all started as uh, Judd no, Apatow guys. I had no idea. That's. I mean, I knew they were all part of that. That click, mm-hmm. but yeah. I didn't know that's where the click started. Well, I watched yeah. Freaks and Geeks all the way up until it was canceled. So that was one of Holly, my favorite shows. Yeah, I it was so it. good. It's on, it's on Netflix. I added it's it to so my good. queue. I won't get to watch it for six years. Netflix yeah. will probably get rid of it before I get a chance <laughs> to watch it. But I don't know. They tend to hold on to television yeah, well, that's for a true. long time, unless it's BBC stuff. <laughs> and then they only keep half the catalog. I think Frank is better than people give him credit for, but I agree, I, I agree with you. I think it's also one of those when he gets into that kind of established, this is the movie you signed up but, for, but, this yeah, is what yeah, you're yeah. going to get. Because I think he's better in Rise of the James, Planet of the Apes than people give him credit oh, for, yeah, too. Yeah. James Franco, though, yeah, yeah, he was good. It depends on the movie James, he's doing. James Franco, though, he, yeah, that, and that's quite of a different role for him as well. He He's he's a certain type also, though, when he's doing like Pineapple Express and... <laughs> What was the end of the world one? Um, this, this is the end. end. This is the end. There's that. The Seth Rogen movie. This is yeah. this is kind of a halfway between. I don't even know how to, what it's. This is just a notch different than that type uh-huh. of role. And uh, see, and I think Seth Rogen's a great, a really good actor too. But the, we put the two of them together, just they have good chemistry. But I don't like the movies they make. I think the thing with well, I thought their chemistry was good in this one, and the 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 problem with this one is Seth Rogen. I think is too much the straight man to James Franco's funny man. Ah, uh, so now um, that's kind but, of an unusual twist, isn't it, for uh, Seth no, to be the, the straight man? No, I don't think so because I think that was kind of the case in. Um, this is the end. This is the end. Yeah, yeah. See, I haven't seen that one. In fact, I think James Franco was very Seth, over the top. Of Seth that Rogen one. was the least funny thing about this is the end because it was yeah. the, it was centering around him and um, Jay Baruchel. Jay Baruchel's characters. And so they had funny moments, but they weren't so they much were caricatures. They were the ones that were, yeah, they were the ones that were the kind of central role to the to the film. So or central roles to the film. No, I, I don't know. I, 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 if you like silly comedies, then just right up your alley. If you are interested in what all the fuss is about, then it's for you. Which I kind of fell into that category of I just want to know what the fuss was all about. Um, had there not been so much surrounding controversy surrounding this film it would have just died would have it would have blipped and disappeared yeah, yeah. Oh, and disappeared yeah. out of sight so but it's, it's kind of there yeah maybe i'll just rewatch team america <laughs> <laughs> probably with a better film i watched team a america movies. is one of those films that hang on, sorry that's okay team america is one of those films that i absolutely laughed out loud, loud uproariously when it first came out and even the second time i saw it i thought it was absolutely I think I've only by seen the third it once. time it was really old, and my tone had changed about the film. And so now, anytime I catch it on TV, you know, sometimes it'll play on pay television. I'll catch it and I'll, I'll watch it, but it's not—it's not as funny as I remember it. Except for there are those few moments where I go, oh, "Okay, that was funny." But it's one of those movies. Maybe it's because I kind of saved that one. I, I, I haven't overloaded on it. I think I've only seen it twice. So, of course, I. <laughs> nearly didn't survive the second viewing. I'm a, I'm a little like that with South Park, though, now. I'll go back and watch South Park, which I thought was absolutely hilarious in the beginning. And then I'll go back, even when I catch episodes that I remember seeing from long ago. Well, you're... I'll watch it and I'll go... Of course, now now it's not as timely, but yeah. I'll, I'll watch it and I'll go... 
I don't remember why I thought this was so funny. You know, it's just it doesn't quite your, your hit taste in the same in, way. In, in yeah. humor might have changed I a think little it bit. Certainly has. Well, South Park, I think, also is one of those things. I, I can remember the days when we used to <laughs> gather around the, the, the computer yeah. weekly and illicitly. And I would <laughs> I would spend a whole two and a half days downloading an episode and, on dial-up. On dial-up. <laughs> Because we didn't get it here. It wasn't available. We We didn't have 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 Comedy Central Central at the time. So that was the only way you could watch it. And And that was the only way anybody was watching it. Because nobody had Comedy Central. The screen was probably the size of like a half of a note card. I mean, that's how (laughs) how big the file was. And that's how big you could get it before it started But I remember that's that's how we watched the first, I don't know, six, ten episodes or something. And it was just the funny, because all of us would stand around the computer and laugh. Well, and then your first wife's brother, your brother-in-law, got a copy uh, a, a VHS cassette that they somebody had recorded for him somewhere. Oh yeah, that's right. And I we all, all about we all that. got together one night and before because I think there was a it was either a mid series finale or series finale of X Files. We all went to your house. We we watched South Park before that. Stopped watched the X Files episode. It may have been just be an ep- that week's episode of X Files, and then continued watching. Or we wasn't even at your house. It was waiting Chris's house, but yeah. Uh, we just we we did that where we <laughs> we just watched it all around. <laughs> and some of the stuff we'd already seen. Some of it was stuff you know brand new we hadn't we hadn't seen. So I do remember that. Oh. I'd forgotten about that. That's how you watch South Park. It's not funny unless you. It you need be, a crowd. It helps helps. It helps in a crowd. And crowd. And I think probably the interview would probably help with the crowd too. <laughs> dial up. You know, Shame on me for illegally that, downloading something that wasn't available in my area. It should have been. <laughs> Doctor. Um. <laughs> <laughs> eh, the quest is the quest. Uh, I watched Byzantium. Oh, the vampire. Thing. Yeah, how by that? Neil, <laughs> director directed by Neil Jordan. Wasn't that that ship that crashed? <laughs> it was, but it's a okay. different. Oh, oh. <laughs> he was, said that, and I thought, oh, it must be a sci-fi film. Well, vampires. Well, it is a sci-fi film. Oh, it's vampires. Yeah, yeah. It's it's different it's more horror fantasy. It is more. Horror. Uh, it, it's very different. A very another different approach to vampirism. Uh, they don't have fangs. They their thumb claw grows. Oh dear! And then <laughs> when they go to feed, it's very, very bizarre and kind of abstract. I finished it. and I was like, I don't know what I think about that. I actually put this on my way down yeah, the line. Don't, don't, don't even bother, Glenn. The period parts of it, because you know it those flashbacks. Like Forever Night? <laughs> More like Interview with the Vampire, because it's the same director. So the, the the flashbacks have, yeah, it's the same director as Interview with the Vampire. That makes it even worse. <laughs> so the, the, the flashbacks have Jonathan that Demi, feel. Who directed Interview with the Vampire? Who directed Interview with the Vampire? Uh, Keith, I'm, I'm, I'm going there. Struggling to bring it from the recesses of my mind. It's I'm in the filing system, okay. sir. It's Neil, been Neil Jordan. Neil Jordan. Neil Jordan. <sighs> no, I wouldn't even know. <laughs> no, but, it was there. It just. Yeah. In fact, as soon as I heard it, I went, "Yeah, that's it." Uh, so okay, now the, we'll hang on. I'm replacing the file in the correct place. Okay, okay we're there yeah. now. I'll remember. Uh, next time. The, the period pieces were absolutely fascinating and captivating, and then we'd go back to the current day for long periods of time and uh, that part was kind of boring. <laughs> when did I become such a staunch purist for vampire lore? Well, I saw when that did I was I like, oh, that? that's really weird. And, that's not and like they don't actually call, call them. Do that? They don't Glenn, actually call... Been a staunch no, purist. <laughs> yes. no, no. I hate to break the news to no. you. You've, you've... I've got the most open mind of all of us. <laughs> 
With a straight face, you're going to say that. Why are you laughing? It's not, it's not funny. Dr. Phil just wrecked his car. <laughs> but by the end of it, I was okay the with the... The psychic paper just shorted out. <laughs> That's how big that one was. Oh, Lord. I'm sorry. By the, by the end, I was okay with the way they did it because they never directly called them vampires. They were immortals, and they just lived off blood. So it's not a vampire. It's not technically not a vampire film. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> it's technically not a vampire. They didn't say vampire. They didn't say vampire. If they, they didn't to... refer to vampires, not a vampire movie. Yeah, so, then I'm fine with it. There you go. This is another horror movie. Uh, yeah. there, there are a lot of aspects, okay. Sean, you would like, like... Uh, it suddenly went from here to here now. <laughs> possibly a lot of Jim, Ar- Jim Arterton in lingerie. Yeah, that's a definite. Uh, <laughs> and she does a really good job in it, in the movie. Um, Soris Ronan does a really good job in it. Uh, she was also in Grand Budapest Hotel. Hannah, um, the lead in The Host. Oh, um, and a nice little surprise uh, cameo. Well, not more, more than a cameo from Johnny Lee Miller. Who does a really good job in a despicable role it's like for him? A host of zombie film, <laughs> or an alien, uh, <laughs> a body snatcher film. Body snatcher film. So okay. I, I don't know if I'd recommend it. I would have to personally recommend it to certain people. Well, see, uh, one of the girls at work, Echo, recommended it a while back. Echo, e- Echo, that's her name. Oh, that's her name. Echo that's has. Cool. I like that name. Different. I wanted to name him uh, Caitlin Lyric, but I got. I got vetoed on that. <laughs> Just don't name a kid Rhythm. Because I can't spell it. If we had two girls, I wanted li- Lyric and Harmony. But... In fact, that was the oh, gu- yeah. guitar class. That was the first question. He started writing on the board. He says, anybody know how to spell Rhythm? Because there's bonus points in it for you if you know how to spell it. <laughs> he says, I've taught graduate students. Nobody knows how to spell this word. <laughs> Isn't it R-Y-T-H-E-M? No. R-Y-T-H-E-M? No. U-M? No. See? I don't know how to spell it. O-M? No. <laughs> Don't we throw every vowel in there? It's R H Y T H. Oh, I was missing the H. That's two H. Rhythm. Rhythm. Anyway. T H M. I had that right, though, right? Uh, no, you kept putting another vowel at the end. Well, only after you said no. Yeah. Uh, the first time I said R Y T H M. No. Yes, I did. No. Yes. No. Rewind the tape. R Y T H M. Go ahead. But I missed go, the R H Y T H M. Rewind the tape. We'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> go back and find Either out. way, you were still getting the wrong wait, initially. Wait, wait. Okay, see, I was right. You were way not right. <laughs> anyway. R Y T H M. That's what I said the first time. Google it and so we know if he's right. I don't even know. You don't even know. You don't know how to spell rhythm? No. I'm a graduate student. I don't know anything. I don't think there's an R H Y. Can I be called a graduate student if I have a graduate? R H Y T H M. Yeah. Okay. I I said it the right the first time. I didn't have the first H in there. Though. I don't think. <laughs> he said he said R Y T H M. That's what I, I said okay, the very first time. Th- okay. And then, then I was still correct in saying no. And then no. I started adding a vowel correct. because you said uh, okay. no. You yeah. were right. You were right in saying that I was wrong. Okay. But then I started throwing it because then I thought maybe there is another vowel in there. So I started throwing and by another vowel, yes, I realized I, I that there's not an official vowel in it anyway. <laughs> but if you'll remember our um, lessons from when we were kids, it's A E I O U and sometimes, sometimes Y. y. Yes. So Y can be counted. I, as I will concede that I was I the incorrect I, I in stating the that H. you were the first H. Correct. The first time you were incorrect. <laughs> Everybody got that now? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and push that button. See what happens. <laughs> All right. 
No, Echo um, really, really liked it, and she recommended it to me. But Echo has... Wait, liked what? Uh, <laughs> Wait, Byzantium. Byzantium. Sorry. <laughs> she likes rhythm. Um, but uh, she, she has kind of select tastes, and so sometimes her recommendations are spot on, and sometimes it's like, you mm, She really, really likes Snowpiercer, which I'm still kind of... It's it's one of those movies I'm that still floundering on that one. It kind but. of less, left me wanting a little bit more because they built up this really interesting world around these two women that I wouldn't mind exploring more of. And that's all I can say because yeah. I don't want to give anything away because it goes some interesting. Don't worry, direction. by the time I see it, I'll have forgotten <laughs> what you said. You liked uh, Daybreakers, right? It was. Uh, I had a lot of problems with Daybreakers. Right. I liked the premise, but it fell apart. So you're middle of the road on Byzantium. 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 You don't. You didn't hate it, but uh, yeah, I'm not sure I, what I don't. About and I, I would definitely not own it. I, I would. I would say I enjoyed it while I watched it, but that's about it. Ooh. I've, I know. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, there's there's it's, films it's where I watch it and go, okay, I like that, and then afterwards I'm like, I liked it while I watched it. It was okay. <laughs> yeah. Don't know that I don't it. Don't know what I completely think about it, but okay. I Another like one that. I I really liked while I watched it, and I'm still digesting and trying to figure out how I feel about it. Oh dear, Boyhood. <laughs> oh, the Linkletter, the yeah. Oscar contender, oh, top oh, yeah, Oscar yeah. contender, top Oscar contender. You know, it's getting a lot of flack. A lot of people are saying that they didn't. They 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 thought they liked it, and then decided they didn't. So. See, I, I, I liked it while I was it. living it. But was. <laughs> <laughs> while watching it, I didn't know if I liked it, and then afterwards, I was like, I kind of think I kind of like it. So I'm how kind about, of having a reverse. How about performance-wise, though? I don't see why Patricia Arquette's getting all the attention. Okay. I, I, there wasn't a single, other than the main boy, there wasn't a single actor that really stood out to I me. Mean, and there's a lot of single mothers in the Academy. That must be good. <laughs> no, I don't know that that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that could be. And a lot, because uh, I, I thought Sounded Ethan good. Hawk, <laughs> is Ethan Hawke nominated I for Best Supporting Actor? I don't think so. so. See, I would, I would give him one a bit more because he his character almost does more and gives more of an impact on the film than anything else. And she, Patricia Arquette, has some very uh, emotional moments and sells them very well. But it was just kind of eh, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I I, I, I don't <laughs> I don't know if it really deserves all of the best picture buzz that it's getting. And I this and I think part of it is if I would have watched this movie before it was nominated, I would have gone, "This is amazing! This is awesome! This should be nominated!" But now going into it, I had the hype ahead of it, going, "Is this really worth being nominated?" So what you're saying is the door is open for Grand Budapest Hotel to actually. No, I'm I'm putting money. Or Birdman, Birdman, Birdman. The, the other one. Have Birdman not, did not get nominated though. It got no, nominated it for Best Picture. Oh, it did get nominated. It's, it's, it's the right, tie. Right, it's Birdman right. and Boyhood are both have yeah. eleven, right? right. right. Yep. It's uh, having not seen Birdman. I'm put, that's oh, where uh, I'm putting my Keaton money. Oh, didn't win the SAG, is what it was, or it didn't win the ensemble for. No, I can't remember. I don't think he won. Yeah. The, I don't think he won the ensemble. It, it, I think didn't, he won the it SAG. didn't get as much praise he as got the SAG as it did at the Gold Glove. Yeah, there you go. That's right. What's Chris his name? At home that played, uh, I don't care. Get <laughs> that played Stephen Hawking is the one. That oh yeah, Eddie Raymore. Well, I finally uh, saw the trailer for that. That looks amazing. It does look amazing. I and did you realize that? One. that That's another one of those ones guy? though that I'm I'm hearing a lot of people say. You know, I saw that and she just really wasn't as good as I thought it was. It oh, really? could be or something. Did you know he's the he's the villain in uh, Jupiter Ascending? That's the same that. actor, which is impressive. I did not know that Jupiter Ascending. Uh, uh, Eddie Redmayne. Oh, 
for Stephen Hawking. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm so excited to go see Jupiter. <laughs> it's a shame crazy. That's based better. on a book, right? Nope. Nope. It's not. Okay. Completely new. Completely new. Uh, the other thing about boyhood is... <laughs> I am crazy, then. It's what you say. Yeah, yeah, you are. Ultimately, uh, that's what you say is... No, you're crazy. I won't deny that you were correct in your assessment that I was calling you out. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> The thing with Boyhood is that you kind of go through it, and while you're watching it, it almost feels like nothing happens. It's more of a slice of life yeah. film, and Sarah kept Those waiting. Be hit or miss too. Yeah, and Sarah kept waiting for something bad to happen. And spoilers: nothing bad really happens. I mean, it's just kind of this kid's life from first grade to graduate to freshman year of college. And it's kind of like that. Um what was that uh, Jack Nicholson film that where he went on a road trip? And he wanted Easy Rider. Eat, no, uh, one of the best. <laughs> I kept waiting for something bad to happen, and I finally just, gave up, turned was, the movie no, off. No, it was one of those films. He went on, he went on a trip. I think he went to visit a, a daughter and her family or something. He was this grumpy guy. and Oh, that was a more recent movie, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's been since no, uh, Broken As Good Flowers. As It Gets. Broken was it? Flowers? With, Broken uh, Flowers. That was Bill Murray. No, that's not what I'm thinking of then. Because that's, no, this that's is, very um, similar. This is... Um, premise. Oh, for the love. Why can't I remember what this is called? It's been misfiled. The Bucket List? No. Something's Gotta Give. No. Uh, no. Me, no, no. He hasn't done much since As Good As It Gets. It was It was after As Good As It Gets, I'm pretty sure. And anyway... It, uh, How do you know? Regardless of what it was, it's uh, as soon as you say it, I'm going to know it. Um, it. It's one of the slides of life films. You're like, it, it ambles through and you're like, Okay, I can I can market for its performance, but it's well. And I think factor I think it. part of the reason it, Boyhood's getting so much attention is that they took twelve years to film. Yeah, this, yeah, that's which is a really nice touch. Because it. you know, I don't want to take anything away from Richard Linklater because I'm the guy's a, a phenomenal director. <laughs> I'm sure this is a phenomenal film. If I took twelve years to complete a task, I'm pretty sure I would get fired. Yeah. I would not get an award. <laughs> Well, and I kept waiting it for it to turn into a Richard Linklater film. Oh boy, film. isn't that the ultimate payoff? <laughs> <laughs> take twelve years. Take twelve and, years, and you get a winner. Award award. Congratulations! Oh, great! Now everybody's gonna take twelve years. Well, That'll be my diploma. <laughs> <laughs> twelve years of French. Finally got it. I kept waiting for it to turn into one of his films. You know, kind of the philosophizing and well, I can't still can't say that word. You're waiting for the wand to come and go. And then suddenly it's a... It's a Richard Linklater film. film. Because it, it wasn't very much until uh, the kid became a teenager, and then it became one of his films. Oh. <laughs> Took maybe about two <laughs> hours, and then... You know, <laughs> oh, that's it. That's a conversation <laughs> from Richard. Oh, and that's, that's familiar. <laughs> so I, I would definitely recommend it. Just for the performance of the main guy, and just... Just for the experience of seeing it, I highly recommend it. And now as I talk about it more, the more I like it. That was like 12 years ago. This... <laughs> you got you, you to wonder, when this thing started... When, when, this, when they when first started filming started, this, filming. where were we? 12 years ago. Well, they made a reference like halfway through. Maybe not halfway, not even quite. About... Um, he lists off three movies that uh, were the best movies of that summer, and one of them was Dark Knight. Pineapple Express was the other one, and uh, 
He's a teenager. What do you expect? He's a, he's in middle school, so okay. <laughs> he was a middle schooler at the time. So what, what, what year is it now? The and, Dark Knight uh, and Pineapple Express and, and Tropic Ross. Thunder was the third. Oh God! <laughs> I was so like, that's, well, at the, that's at the midway point. Right, that's that's typical teen. Mid, mid, yeah, okay, so tween. I'll give you Dark Knight. Movie twenty fourteen. So we're gonna back up. 12, that was two thousand eight. Twelve years. Two thousand two. Oh two. Twenty oh two. Well, and, and there's a right. there's a nice little bit where they go to a book release party for Harry Potter and Deathly Hallows. Yeah. Yeah. So two thousand two. Deathly Hallows was two thousand eight, right? Uh, no. Eight or nine. It wasn't Deathly Hallows. It was uh, Prince uh, Half Blood Prince. Half Blood Prince. Okay. It was the Green Book. The green. <laughs> I was like, which book is that? I can't tell. Which and I saw the name, I was like, I can't. Was that the one with the red wedding? <laughs> yes, but wrong series. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so there's kind of a, a looking back at some of the the, the quote unquote milestones of the to kind of let you know when. So is this being written as it was? I don't know if he. It had to have been. I, I have oh my god! Things. We were in the throes of Attack of the Clones. We were starting there, there, our, there was our TCG obsession. There was, uh, was probably about early right, conversation yeah. about which is better, General Grievous or Yoda. So it was Revenge of the uh, shortly after Revenge of the Sith. Uh, Revenge of the Sith wasn't until <laughs> two thousand five. Well, yeah, so, but, but, but it was, was a couple years into the movie. Sure. Right. So. Um, there was even a nice little conversation between Ethan uh, and the son. He's uh, like, do you ever think there will be another Star Wars movie? <laughs> and I just started chuckling to myself because they're all like, no, that'll never happen. Where do you do after episode six? Where do you go from there? I don't know. Oh, I had just turned 30 that year. Yeah. Yeah. Dating yourself a little bit now. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I might be 42 now. <laughs> Anybody with an abacus could probably figure that out. <laughs> Yeah, it might be 42 now. Well, getting ready to be 42. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll yeah, report back more details about how they made we the started, film. You know, we started that TCG on my birthday because you guys all came for that surprise party, which only two people were there to surprise me, but it was cool. <laughs> and uh, everybody showed up afterwards, and then, yeah, I showed everybody the TCG game. and Got us all hooked. Everybody went, what the heck is this? Thousands of dollars later. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, we did not mean to derail your... But no, good, I was, but yeah, good, yeah. yeah. All right. I'll, I'll report back in after I watch the bonus. Features. It's almost taken as much time to, to talk about this film as it had to make that movie. Well, there's a lot to talk about in the film, actually. So, <laughs> how long is the film? It's two forty-five. Twelve years. <laughs> yeah. So, in fact, Keith is still watching. <laughs> he didn't tell you that it was shot in real time. <laughs> it's, it's still going. <laughs> but I'm going to plow right through. <laughs> Part one. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Lord of the Rings is still going. <laughs> we, um, we, uh, Caitlin won her first basketball game. Oh, hey. <laughs> Five weeks in. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was a great game, too. And then, uh, Mason and I hung out today. We had another man day, as he calls them. We <laughs> went to get man days. Yeah, it's, really it's, it's usually the days we go get our hair cut, which we got on this alternating because I didn't need my hair cut last time. He did, so he so he's going with me this time. I went, it was going to be like an hour and a half before I could get in. I said, oh, let's just go eat. So we went and ate lunch. Then we checked the other super cuts where I go get my hair cut, and 
they had a bunch of people in their waiting area. I said, you know what? I'll just go do this week sometime. <laughs> Get my hair cut. So, yeah, we did that. We went. We got his Valentine's for next weekend. So oh. he can hand out at school. And Spider-Man? Then, no, Frozen. <laughs> really? Yeah, he loves Frozen. Yeah, absolutely loves Frozen. I knew he loved Frozen. I'm just surprised he didn't go Spider-Man. Uh, you know, I that's we looked at it. We looked at those. We looked at Batman. We looked at Avengers. We looked at... Um, uh, it's not Super Friends now. What do they call now? Justice League and um, we should make Super just Friends. Superman. I think were some, or no, 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 no. Oh no, it was, was Spider Man was the other one. Hmm. And he he hemmed and hawed over everything, and then he saw the Frozen. And he said, "I want to get Frozen." And I said, "You can get Frozen if you want to get Frozen." So he's probably going to score more points with the girls that yeah, way anyway. Yeah. So. Well, his little girlfriend likes Frozen too. So there you go. And then. Um, that's it. I've been been on my walking regiment all week. I, I think saw. I, I missed. I, I actually I, I missed Monday. I didn't go Monday because I was editing the show. And uh, notice how that's our fault. Thursday <laughs> on Thursday I decided to do a little something different, so I got back into yoga. But yeah, I've been keeping on that, and I've lost four pounds now. So hey, good job. Thank you. Guys. <clears throat> I think that's about it. About I'm nearly eighty percent complete with Lego Batman Three. Ooh. Completed all the free play on the levels now, and all the mini kits, and finally have all the money to buy a lot of the characters. So now it's just going to clean up in the hubs, mm-hmm. which I haven't even ex- monotonous though. Which I haven't even explored the planets yet. <laughs> so and I've, lantern got, I've, I've got the moon and the lantern planets to oh, do. Lord. <laughs> so I actually I think I'm almost done with the Justice Tower. Or the Justice Satellite. The Watchtower. Yeah, the Watchtower. Watch Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I'm done with Hall of Justice and Hall of Doom. I've still got oh, the Batcave. Oh, there's a Hall of Justice. There's a Hall of Doom. Oh, that's awesome. That <laughs> there's so a lot awesome. of really cool speaking stuff. Speaking of Super Friends. Oh, and speaking of which. Uh, <laughs> Do the Wonder Twins show up at any time? They're Darth Not Vader yet. Not yet. Um, there has been a couple times where I've seen a few just in the background, and you can't interact with them or anything, but a couple of angels with their head in their hands. Oh. <laughs> Is that a hint? <laughs> I'm assuming. <laughs> After the red TARDIS last time, and now I, I really wish I could interact with them. And I, I try to go away and come back and see if they've moved, but they don't. <laughs> There's no way to blink. So That's I, super <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, anything else we did this week? Uh, uh, for me. I've been reading a lot, but me too. I will be talking about that next week. Got two hundred pages left. So good. I'm going to tip my hand here. Wow, you'll love this book, Sean. You need to read this book. You. It's will a quick love read too. This book. You will love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, I plan on taking how, it how on many the plane parts with me. Are it. Well, you said that last time. We yeah. Few books and you didn't get through it. So. Huh? Do you know how many parts there are in it? Is three, it three, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Three parts. I'm ready. I'm, I'm, I, I just started part two. Okay. I just started part three. So. Man, Part so one was really good. I, another I, I another familiar it gets friend shows up. You know, last week I said, "Hey, you're going to like this," because early on we get a bit of a familiar. Friend. Well, then the next familiar friend's going to be dead on. <laughs> That's going to be somebody. Not when, even a hint. When, it's when just you a... see it, Sean, you're going to go him. <laughs> it's a canine. No, not canine. Although I'm expecting him to show up. Part three. <laughs> he would be in um, Califrey. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> theory. One of the marks, anyway. Um, I got spoiled for a Gallifrey audio coming up. The one that just released. <sighs> just two was in it. Keith. Keith, Keith, Keith. Do you guys want to know? No. no. Okay. 
<laughs> it's not really a big spoiler, so it's, it's just I'm like, ooh, I want to get through those now. Because now that it's Juliet Land, though, as Romano. Did, did you see a sled team of all canines? Ooh, that would be awesome, wouldn't it? I don't know why that popped into my head. You said Mush. two canines, and just <laughs> for, for all of a sudden, they were just they were all linked Mush. together and all different variations. You know, taking off through the snow. Ah! Some like ultimate quest. That's the quest. Mm-hmm. The quest is the quest. Surely somebody's done that with uh, turning the TARDIS into a sleigh for Santa, and the canine being reindeer. The BBC ident turning the TARDIS into the. Yeah, but but, but canines, that was real reindeer. But canines is reindeer. Each different versions, and then probably a T Fury shirt or something. Yeah, that's what I would think. What do we have in the news this week? In the news, speaking of Lego stuff, Called we're going to get a Lego <laughs> set in 2015, sometime yes. later this year. Finally official. Uh, they you heard it said here what? first. I don't care if you've been sharing the story all over Facebook. We. We, when did we say this? How long ago? How long ago did we, we say this? We were way back ago. in my... Yeah. Yeah. This is the worst news. The worst news. Why? The worst news. That means we'll get a Doctor Who Lego video game. This is Not the worst news. <laughs> Do you see the Lego Jurassic Park uh, trailer? No, I haven't seen it. It's horrible. <laughs> this is the worst? The worst news I've ever seen. Okay, Glenn. Why is this the worst because news? Because I'm going to be so broke. <laughs> <laughs> I have managed to stay away from buying Star Wars Legos, which was another one of my passions. That's a, I just don't think I can fight the urge to not buy, or to buy. Well, fight the urge to buy. The good news is I don't Doctor think there's going to be as many sets as there will <laughs> there are for Star Wars. I think you're wrong. I think you're wrong. We'll see. It depends on how well that first wave depends on how, well, yeah. uh, how entrenched it becomes, but... Um, it's certainly been the most anticipated Lego, Lego set, probably. Yeah, because time. the other announcement that came out with it was there's going to be a Wally set, but nobody's been talking about that. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> eh. <laughs> Wally. Now, okay, if you legitimately, if you did a one of those gargantuan seven thousand piece Lego sets of Wally that was motorized, I'd probably be like, oh wow, cool. But even even, even like Death Star, even the Avengers supercarrier. I got so excited when that news broke. Oh, we're going to do this? And then, because I was like, wow, 30,000 pieces. Wait, I misread it. It's only 3,000 pieces. I don't care now. <laughs> the Death Star is still bigger. <laughs> well, yeah. So. Ooh, maybe they'll do a life-size canine that you can buy. 30,000 pieces. And when you start it up, it'll go, <laughs> roll across the floor. Yeah. I'm really going to pick on canine's drive motor today. <laughs> just, just so that you know. Is that because the quest is the quest? Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing what ones they release. It'll Because they haven't said which products they're going to be. Yeah, well, I'm, a, a, I'm it's, fully it's expecting an A-Tardis. Yeah. Um, but I, honestly, it'll depend on how well it does. Because they did the Back to the Future set. And I'm not impressed with that DeLorean at all. Yeah. Like, it just looks... Because you think they'd at least do two. It, the DeLorean and the train. But it doesn't... The DeLorean is it doesn't like, look like almost a DeLorean. an open top because there's no windshield, or and it just it's not the right shape. And I understand you're dealing with Legos, and you're kind of stuck with a certain configuration of what you can and can't get away with. It doesn't look right. And being the huge Back to the Future fan that I am, I was so excited that they were going to do Back to the Future Lego sets, and then it came out I was like, nope. So money's still in the wallet. Not it was kind of like seeing the uh, not Lego brand, but the other brand 
Enterprises. I'm just not impressed by the way they look. Yeah. They don't look right. They're just it's just not round enough. Which they make round pieces, so I don't see why you couldn't just make it a full circle. But whatever. I've wanted official Star Trek Lego sets for a very long <laughs> time. I don't think you're gonna be able to wrestle that license away though. No. Nope. More's the pity. Especially now that other one other brands are getting more traction because like that I think that same one has Halo and other other companies. But Doctor Who homework belongs with Lego, as we reported three <laughs> years ago. <laughs> yes, I'm riding that horse. See how long until we get a video game. Oh, if like, I can just hold off and only buy those, the video game, I'll be golden. Lego, <laughs> don't see that. Call me. I've already got all the mechanics figured out. <laughs> I'm not out quite sure how the Lego Jurassic Park's going to work. So, eh. although we did confirm it is all four films. Yeah, it is all four. Oh, films. good. Yeah, I was concerned about that initially. They're not going to do a Hobbit and just do two of them and never release the third film as DLC. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> I was really looking into that and was like, okay, well, if. The third is DLC, and i got to pay five bucks. That's fine. I'll do it. No, they're going to make you buy another disc. No, they haven't even released it. No, well, they, they will. just dropped At some it point. completely. Well. Probably sales. Probably because people saw, oh, it's only the first two movies. I'm not going to buy that. Yeah. I'll wait till they do I'll a whole package. <laughs> I fell into that scheme with with Harry Potter. Well, <laughs> well did they ever do a full package? Yeah, they, no, I don't think they did. No, well, they Star Wars did one film. They, they did four films and then four films. Yeah, so. and... Well, Harry, Star Wars, they did the two individual uh, trilogies and then a full set. Full package. Although they changed it up a bit. Yeah. Well, and then in Indiana Jones. Because I've still, I've still never done Yeah, the Indiana Jones, but that was, that was dumb. That was so dumb. Yeah. So dumb. I still played it. Oh, I did too. I, I, <laughs> that I was back in the day when them. I was making sure I was buying them all and completing everyone. Well, that was before I was even getting any now trophies I for any I of them. Even, I haven't even finished Lord of the Rings, so... 100% completion on both Lego Indies. <laughs> yeah, me, too. me too. In other At least they were a little more inventive with the second one and made it different. Yeah. They didn't just repackage it and add a movie. So. In other news? Sorry. In other news, uh, Big Finish is announced that September 2015 is the release of a very special story. <laughs> Doctor Who. It's on your... <laughs> The Sixth Doctor, The Last Adventure, which provides a heroic exit for Tom Baker's much-loved Time Lord. Colin. What did I say? Tom. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I saw Baker and it just translated for some reason. Uh, So, there's no... uh, Well, there's no... From what I've seen... I've seen Tom's exit, so... There's there's no official word. No, I there's no official word if it's going to be Colin's last big finish audio, like if the, his line's going to end. But it, it's at least going to be his last adventure, meaning he's going to regenerate at the end of it. We're finally going to get to see what happened, or hear rather, or hear yeah, hear what happened, visualize what happened. I can visualize it. He saved the planet. He flew off in the TARDIS. The Rowney grabbed him and. <laughs> Shook the TARDIS up. He hit his head on the floor and regenerated. He hit his head. We've seen and, regenerated, and it looks like it's going to be quite the uh, extravaganza with multiple companions and the Valleyard. Oh, now I'm intrigued. Oh yeah, 
course, this is way down the line for us. Yeah. <laughs> Although we won't get to this anytime. We'll soon. have to wait until it gets released, and if it, I don't know, we we did light at the end. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering if it's one of those box sets that's kind of its own special time capsule. Yeah, with multiple words. companions, I'd be even more frightened because yeah. <laughs> Evelyn and Perry would be in it, and they'd be talking about, do you remember when this happened? No, do you remember when this happened? We'd be like, no. <laughs> do you remember that time he killed that guy with that thing? Well, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, Evelyn won't be able to be in it. Well, yeah, that's true. That made me sad. No. Yeah. But, um, I don't know, I can't... I mean, I, su- okay, so I suppose be, I could fathom be Colin Constance, Baker saying I'm done. But Charlotte Pollard, Mel... Ooh, and, and Django and Lightfoot. Yeah, so we haven't got Ooh. to any of those yet. Ooh. And Ooh. Uh, several... Frobisher? Uh, Lisa Bowerman. No has, Frobisher? No Frobisher that I see. <sighs> fail, but Major finish. fail. But it's a three-part finale. I don't know. What do you guys think? Can you see Colin saying, okay, I think I'm done? I can't imagine Colin's I can't. done. I, can't. I, mean, they, they, I mean, unless they just... They don't do these linearly anyway, so I mean, yeah. they, they, yeah. they, I mean, they, they can easily set this as the last one and then just... And you know. Some more Perry adventures. They've cleverly found a way to put <laughs> windows into windows into windows, <laughs> yeah. so I mean, that's... That's neither here nor there. Uh, Colin says, quote... Uh, I owe a lot to Big Finish. They have given my doctor the opportunity to live beyond those few episodes on television which were recorded during a time when the program excuse me, was under siege from various quarters. My doctor did not benefit from that time. However, at Big Finish, the Sixth Doctor has lived up, lived and breathed anew and developed in a way that I'm extremely happy with. That would be the only reason I have agreed to bring my doctor to an end, although it's not really an end because Big Finish plucks stories from where it, the whole era for, of every doctor. So I think that's probably what they've told him and reassured him, that well, we're still yeah, going to continue. But because they've never actually found the regeneration I mean, and left poor Sylvester in an empty clothing and blonde wig it, on. If you think of it this way, the fifth doctor and the seventh doctor have already, we've seen a regeneration we, we, yeah. story them, for them long before we saw Collins, and eight. before we get Collins, and we got... And eight now. Yeah, and eight now. And we got, you know, adventures with them, so yeah, there's there's no reason for them not to go on. And they've yeah. probably assured him of that, so Well yay. I think it's exciting. So somebody listen to it and let us know if we can just pop it in anywhere well, or if we need I'll, to go in order. I'll listen to it as soon as it comes out, guys. It's a big extravaganza. They, they say they promise light it's a cracker. Light of the end didn't ruin anything for me. So. Well no. But they were really smart with light of the end and didn't try to Tying storylines or anything. It's just very isolated. I did have one other piece of news. Besides, I've seen the story that happens right after that, so I'm... <laughs> I already know where it goes that from there. That doesn't necessarily mean that? anything. <laughs> yeah, they could shoehorn five more seasons. I saw Sylvester McCoy that. rolling around on the floor in a wig. <laughs> With a wig. <laughs> I know where it goes. <laughs> First thing to regenerate is face. And then, the, and, then the, and then the hair, and then the, <laughs> and then the hand of Omega's chair came out and took the wig away. Out of the, oh. Sorry, <laughs> I, got, I got chills. Just about something else. Oh, uh, okay. About Omega? Omega? No, no, not Omega. But Omega's, that's what it reminded me of Omega's hand. No, but that's what it reminded me of the hand of Omega. No, isn't that something? Yeah, that was the, the device in uh, Remembrance of the Daleks. That's where I saw it. The stellar yeah. manipulator. Yeah. Um, one other piece of news that I don't know if you guys saw. They, um, 
apparently there was a, uh, a wedding proposal that happened recently um, from a, a, a guy, and he had his uh, fiance or well girlfriend there in the restaurant, and uh, apparently seated in the restaurant having dinner with his wife was Chris Reckleson. And so our intrepid guy went over and talked to Chris Reckleson and got him to come over and introduce himself to the girlfriend as the doctor see that, yeah. and say, well, I've got the TARDIS back here. I'll well, go I and saw it in an article. I wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't in the would stand up, walk over, say, oh, okay, I'm the doctor. He said, it's fantastic to meet you. I, I've got the TARDIS parked out back and I've got a companion with me. And she wasn't with him at the time. They were having a girl's night out or something. So Eccleson goes back and brings the boyfriend up and she's freaking out and everything like this and that's when he proposes to her and she immediately says yes and everything and Eccleson's there with his wife having you know just politely standing there waiting for everything and then kisses her and wishes her congratulations Eccleson everything. kissed her? Eccleson kissed her on the cheek oh, oh yeah as it's usually what the fiance does. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, you know, wish them all congratulations and agree to uh, post for photos. Get mad. There he is, upstaging everybody again. And it's all on video. And it's kind of one of those things where it's like. It's on video? Yeah, somebody recorded oh. it on their phone. Um, it's kind of one of those things where. You can do that now? It's amazing what technology can do. We've heard so much bad press <laughs> about Eccleson Have and we? his desire not to come back. I've heard anything bad about him. You are such a liar. Michelson's a wonderful man. He embraces Doctor Who. Anyway, I thought it was a lovely little story that maybe some of this might be exaggerated. Or maybe he's just a really good sport in these circumstances. Some of the story might be exaggerated? or No. It was on the internet. It had to be true. <laughs> you said some of it might have been exaggerated. Some of the stories about him being about grumpy him. about oh, Who. Yeah. Oh, oh. The fact that he dodges Who questions. Uh, and, uh. You know. Had a falling out with RTD. Well, he's at this blah, point in his blah, career blah. now where he's not doing anything. So. No, he's, he's on some TV show now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I don't know. How's that working out for... I'm uh, done talking. David <laughs> Tennant. <laughs> it's just... Hey, it's on season two. Yeah. And he got a U.S. spinoff that got one season. He's done half as many seasons of that as he has well, Dark Who so far. So. Having not watched Broadchurch, I didn't know how they His get movie career two. shot right off, didn't yeah, My quest tonight is not to talk to you anymore. <laughs> I will direct all of my comments to Keith. If there happens to be a question that might need to be directed toward this side of the table, <laughs> Keith can relay that for me. If that me. needs to be your quest, the quest is the quest. Like a quest with my parents all over again. <laughs> Poor Keith. I'm <laughs> oh, great. I gotta go live with Sean again. <laughs> Luckily, I never actually had to go through that. <laughs> Tell your father that's not funny. Fighting in front of the kid. <laughs> he thinks it's his fault now. <laughs> Why can't you guys just get along? It used to be a family. Because your father is obstinate. <laughs> I'm glad you took the mother role. Thank you for that. It's because of the three of us, I am obviously the nurturing one. I have no qualms about where my relationship status is in this group. I'm not the one alley-catting around every night looking for other podcasts. That's it for news. Should we go to feedback? Anybody got a tape of the week? I have a little one this week that I want to point out. It's not a big one. Wait, we got to do the open. Oh, yeah. So for our Doctor Who legacy. Two. 
Wait a minute. Why am I doing this? You're talking to me. If, <laughs> Doctor Who Legacy. <laughs> oh, if Keith asked me, that's different. What do you want? Tip of the week. Tip of the week. Thank you, Sean. Um, no, this is actually you, this it really is a little one because um, I just wanted to point out that Doctor Who Legacy has released a special this week. Um, season seven or chapter one it's still marked as season seven because the, the the patch went out this week because we're getting ready for the new content that's coming but they have given us 150 percent in chapter seven or chapter one season seven and the reason they've done that is because there's a lot of new players that come to the game and then we give them the opportunity to kind of catch up so that's the idea and so my tip for this week and it's a real simple one and it's, it's real broad is now that there's a little extra experience there, you're not still not going to get a lot because those early it's, ones are just a handful of experience points. 150 percent of almost <laughs> 270. Nothing is, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're only going to get 300 something. But, but it's still the, better than nothing. The good news on that is is that if you have very strong, powerful teams already, a good thing is to step through chapter one because if you step through there quickly, it, it goes really fast. You can you can. Do those levels quickly. There's also a greater chance of dropping, especially if you're farming for uh, time fragments. Uh, you step through there, you'll get a lot of time fragments, and that, that you know not, you're not going to guarantee every one every level you do because there are a lot of times you don't get time fragments in a level. But yeah, you'll step through there and get time fragments pretty quickly. So if you're farming time fragments, that's the way to go this week um, because you are getting just a little more experience for doing that this time. Because a lot of times, well, people will automatically go to chapter uh, two or chapter three because they know they're going to get a lot of time, a lot of experience. And the, the promo goes until the eleventh. It does go till the eleventh. And uh, the other thing that benefits you in that sense is even though it's extremely rare, they you still do drop time crystals um, from time to time. And I think your odds of dropping time crystals are a lot better if you step through an entire chapter or season. So this is the week to do that. That's my suggestion. Is if you're I was able to, to take a lot of characters that I hadn't got up to level ten yet or to yeah, eleven. There you go. The early, the early ones too, because it doesn't require seven. As many. And yeah, I was able to. That's pretty what much I was got working all of them on too. Up, and I now I'm like up to 230 stars just by doing that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I loaded a team full of newbies that I hadn't had a chance to really do anything with, and. Kind of, uh, I, I was skipping my way through season seven because well, I'd play you, like a couple of them, and then I'd skip five, and then I'd play. A yeah, couple, and, and, and if you kind of focus to, towards the end, you get more experience, and it's yeah, a bit definitely. harder. How's it been going the last few days? Though? Everything was great until yesterday. <laughs> I'd rather not talk about it. Keith, tell your father to stop bringing up. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my uh, Doctor Who legacy. Oh, sorry, Keith. That's that's the Doctor Who legacy tip of the week. Before we move on to feedback, uh, this is quasi-feedback, because Lisa sent us a little... Quasi? There's no, there's no words to read other than... Well, I know what this is. I got a sneak peek care of I got a sneak peek. Miles. Um, Lisa sent us some goodies. We got goodies? We got goodies. Badges. Oh! I knew these were coming and this forgot. Where the line, we don't need no stinking badges, is supposed to come in, but no, we do. We do need these stinking badges. <laughs> I believe these two are for you, and these two are for you, and then there are two extra that, Sean, I think you should take because they're Gallifrey. Oh. Ooh. And on the back of the Gallifrey 126 logo is the fourth Doctor from Doctor Who Legacy. And then the other one is the TARDIS and uh, animated versions of all the Doctors. And these are really cool because these are badges. We got one that's Planet Comic Con, and it has the dates and uh, our uh, website at the bottom. Yeah. The other one just simply says Traveling Vortex, and it's our logo. 
And uh, it says, Traveling the Vortex since 2011. And then mine says, Glenn, host. And on the back, it has better know Whovian points. And the first one for me is my doctor is the fourth doctor. My companion is Sarah Jane Smith. My favorite creature is the Daleks. My favorite episode is Caves of Androzani. My favorite season is season 12. My favorite series is series four. My guilty pleasure is Doctor Who the movie. And she put, because <laughs> she asked me what, what she should put on these, because she yeah. went to me for some questions on this. And I told her, I said, I'll admit, I, I don't, I've never been a fan of the shipping thing. I just think that's, for people that do that, it's lovely. And I'm glad you do. It's always been a foreign concept to me. It's just kind of one of those bizarre click or meme type things. So I got, I kind of ship <laughs> Ian and Barbara. <laughs> and on so. the back of the... Uh, Planet Comic-Con. Planet Comic-Con one has our doctor and our favorite monsters. Who's your doctor? Oh, oh, I did. I just saw the TARDIS. I go, well, who's your doctor then? <laughs> okay, yeah. And then Cyberman. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, well, I'm doctor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who'd you get on yours? Oh, you got a different picture. I did. And you got yeah, the Draconians. Yeah, she changed it so. up. Very cool. And I got a Dalek as well. My list was my doctor is the 11th doctor. My companion is Rory Williams. My favorite creatures are the Cybermen. My favorite episode is the Moon Base. My favorite season is season 12. Favorite series is six. Guilty pleasure is Happiness Patrol, and I ship Bean and Barbara also. These will go um, awesome in my uh, new lanyard that I got from Sean. Yes, the one good thing he gave me. <sighs> my doctor is the fourth doctor. Favorite companion Sarah Jane Smith. Favorite creatures are the Draconians. Favorite episode Girl in the Fireplace. That's kind of in a state of flux, but yeah, I figured it's good enough answer. That move. Uh, favorite season is thirteen. It's interesting you guys were both twelve. Why? Why was it? Why is it? Why is I just, I, 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 are you kidding? Brain of Morbius, Seeds of Doom. Well, that's because we're androids through. Yeah, you're robots Zygon. through. Well, not Terrazygons is actually the first of. Yeah, you're, you're, you're robots that's through. The, honestly, uh, that's the only part uh, of the classic series that I think of as a season, aside from like Key to Time. So it's an experiment. Well, Genesis is in there. That's why it's my favorite season. Yeah. I, I when I think of season, that's just the one I think of because. To me, classic Who is individual stories. I was a little surprised just, you didn't go with a, although we haven't seen all of them in there, but I was kind of surprised that you hadn't gone with a third Doctor season, though. Or a Troughton. I, I, I hemmed and hawed over about a Troughton. Uh, Troughton's tough Troughton because, because we've there's not, only seen a handful of any season. Well, now. and the mo- I've seen the most of the last season. Yeah. I think it's the last season. I think, well, yeah, that's well, one that's the one that's got the most invasion of the, and, yeah, most of the stories. There's always there. stuff. Uh, favorite series is series two Guilty Pleasure, The Invisible Enemy. Which I will defend with my last breath. <laughs> Anybody who wants to besmirch that one, and I ship the Fourth Doctor and Sarah Jane. I had a really time, a hard time choosing a guilty pleasure because I don't feel guilty about liking uh, Happiness Patrol. <laughs> I rarely feel guilty about liking I anything can't I do. You, you tell him he can't. <laughs> how can he? How can you call the Doctor Who the movie a yeah, guilty pleasure? Ask that. It's a guilty pleasure because while I absolutely love it, I also recognize the idea in fandom that there are a lot of flaws. I recognize the Americanization of the film. It did. It, it, it kept a lot of the traditions of the British series, but it was very Americanized. It was a very different style of film. I also think the half Doctor thing has never been properly addressed. And I also feel that. It's one of those things that, while I thoroughly enjoy it, it's a guilty pleasure, it was something that was supposed to launch Doctor Who into a new era, and it did not. It failed at that. So it, it, it fails on a number of levels. 
But it's such an enjoyable performance by Paul and Daphne and E.G. and even Eric Roberts. I mean, there's 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 one of the things people point out as a major flaw of it right there. That's why it's it's panned in Doctor Who fandom. But it's still a guilty pleasure for me because I thoroughly enjoyed Eric Roberts as much as he is a a bad <laughs> word in real life. He, <laughs> He, he, I, I loved his performances of, as the master. So it, it, it has a lot of flaws, and I think it, it's it's panned in general by Doctor Who fandom, especially with a lot of the British audience. But it's I, it, I thought we'd pretty well established that they were all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why it's a guilty pleasure because I think they're wrong for, but for, for the same reason. You shouldn't feel guilty about liking it. I, I acknowledge that they're that they're they're right in certain aspects of for, it for, as well. for the same reason that Talons is not as good as everybody makes it out to be. They're just wrong. Doctor yeah, in the movie is not. But they make that out, and I that would never consider it a guilty pleasure because I, it's not. It's not. I good. heard somebody. It's not pleasurable. It's not pleasurable. <laughs> just literally, I heard somebody that was like, "Well, it's not canon." And man, I was ready to go to fisticuffs. I'm sorry, that I just that, that got solidified with um, Night of the Doctor. The, any yeah, you cannot of, argue any canon about of that canon at all. Went out the window with that. So. Well, even in uh, Human Nature, Family of Blood, you saw Paul McGann's yeah, well, image in that yeah. diary, and then in Eleventh Hour, you time. see the, I mean, his they, face they, in the line. The, the, the series has been doing for a the long time. In, uh, in, next the, yeah, you the job of carrying that. the canon on there, but what solidified the canon was. But see, there are still people that consider because Night of the Doctor didn't air on TV, <laughs> it was a web special. Oh, it doesn't count then. Then you can't say that the uh, ten and five ever met either. Nope. Although I think that did air on that TV. Did air on. That was on uh, Children Need, or was that a Children Need, or was that a Red Day? That was Children Need. Okay. Anyway, um, we're going to put snap some pictures of these and put them on. Yes, these are super awesome, Lisa. Thank you very much, Lisa. Somebody's pretty good graphic design. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I shall move on to feedback. First up in moving away from the quasi feedback, I think you called it, (laughs) and into the feedback of the week. Okay. Let's see if I put the echo on that one. <laughs> I imagine you want the first two either. Uh, first mm-hmm. up from Caroline. Caroline writes in, Hi. Hi. I was reasonably early with early Patreon supporter, but I had not given my, you my address. I just want to explain this because I live in New Zealand and suspect that Ooh. what I give... The uh, the pledge would just get eaten up by postage costs. <laughs> I've enjoyed the show for some very much some years now, and appreciate the effort you guys put in every week. Kind regards, Caroline. And Caroline, you'll appreciate that he didn't try to read that in a New Zealand accent. Oh, no, I wouldn't even try. <laughs> I used to work with a New Zealander, a fellow Kiwi, a Kiwi, yeah, a fellow Kiwi, which um, is fitting. Well, well, obviously, a Carolyn. We have a different cut, but yes. yes. <laughs> Carolyn would a be a first time writer. Honorary. Right. She would be a first time writer then, because this is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and is this our first listener? I mean, that we can acknowledge. That we, we can put the push we, pin we in the map. Push pin in the map. We need to do that. Let's go put the push pin in the map. All right, I put that as a. <laughs> that was a long way to go. It was a long way to go. Course, we ran out of move that board closer to the table. <laughs> <laughs> well, every good villain needs a map of the world. <laughs> <laughs> Global domination is Replace nothing. Replace the family picture wall with <laughs> without a map of the world. A map of the world. 
So we have we have a dot in New uh, New Zealand now, and and thank you for being. Um, Oh, I suppose conscientious and uh, and uh, and responsible with your with your pledge money, Carolyn, to uh, to insist that we not send you a, a thank you gift. <laughs> that that, that um, I would still like to, but I guess that shows a, a you're probably right. It probably would not make a lot of sense to do that, but I don't know. Well, if we get another, I don't know, thirteen Patreon pledgers, <laughs> we might be able to send her something. <laughs> <laughs> Our heartfelt. Thanks Thank is you what we very can much. give you. And if you're listening and would like to become a Patreon supporter so Caroline can get her gift basket, that would be a wonderful, <laughs> uh, a wonderful gesture on your part. I don't know. Maybe uh, we'll just, well, uh, we'll Keith, we're going to go visit your, your, your homeland. My, my kinfolk? You're going to go visit your kinfolk. So we'll just bring her stuff. My with. honorary kinfolk? We'll, we'll, we'll mail it from the... <laughs> or are we going to Czechoslovakia? I don't think that counts. Yeah. <laughs> I think we got to find some actual lineage for him to go visit first, but... I want to go visit the birds. Are you actually from Czechoslovakia? <laughs> no. I mean, not you personally. No, but, no, but my lineage. Your lineage. Yeah. Yeah. I am literally Bohemian. <laughs> I knew you weren't personally Czechoslovakian. Yeah. This may sound odd. I do own a globe. I, I <laughs> suspected Sometimes that... Sometimes you'd think. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, my mom... I can't back it up on the podcast. <laughs> There's many things we've gotten wrong. My mom traced our lineage back on her side to Czech, the Czech Republic. Really? Yep. Is it the Czech Republic now? It's the Czech Republic. It now. used to be Czechoslovakia. Yeah. Interesting. They actually have Czech days up in Nebraska. That my sister and my mom have gone to. I can see them sitting around eating bowls of Czech mix. <laughs> Czech mix. No, is that not what that's from? That's, that's not what no, that's no, from. Czech mix. What's, Czech, what's mix. Czech mix? Well, I would assume it's like Czech mix, but <laughs> without for the Czechoslovakians. It's oh. Czech mix without the X. <laughs> That'd be Che. Che makes. Oh, no, that doesn't work either, does it? <laughs> That's for revolutionaries. <laughs> Breakfast of champions. <laughs> wow, you are on fire tonight, dude. <laughs> Just, you're right there. Uh, bam, bam. This is like a great episode of Conan. Or <laughs> <laughs> I'm not taking pictures of yours. My phone's in use. I I'll have access to your Instagram. <laughs> Okay, he's not taking pictures of mine. Tell your father that's like twelve extra steps. <laughs> <laughs> Take a picture after the show, post it to your Instagram account yourself. <sighs> Good lord. Thank you, Caroline. Yes, thank you very much. Who's next? Up next, next. Dan sent in some audio. I will not read Dan's audio. Let's take a listen. Hey Vortex Gents. Uh, this is Dan from Central Illinois. Uh I know it's been a while since I've uh, sent you anything, but um, we'll see if this recording actually comes out decent. Uh, I actually enjoyed hearing uh, Glenn talk about the Pinewood Derby cars. It kind of took me back a ways. Uh, Dad and I tried uh, three years in a row to do something. Uh, the first year we did something for speed and style and had some model parts glued onto it. And that didn't do so good. second year we just smoothed one over and uh, kind of like a teardrop. That didn't do any good, so the third year we just went for all-out style and made an army truck and uh, put some uh, lead weights in the back, look like artillery shells. And that sucker actually won. Uh, put me in seventh place out of 93 cards, I think. But that yeah, was enough for a, a medal anyway. But uh, getting on to some of your other subjects, uh, you were talking about uh, the title of Carry-On Sergeant. 
uh, being an, an expression or a phrase. And that brought to mind uh, their other shows, uh, Yes, Minister, Yes, Prime Minister, Are You Being Served, or uh, even some of the American shows, uh, Disney's Good Luck Charlie, or back in the 70s, What's Happening? Uh, that's probably stretching it for some of the crowd. But uh, And also I want to thank Glenn again for the uh, legacy tips. <clears throat> as far as finding out uh, which colors actually hits the opponents harder and how to figure that out, uh, that's helped quite a bit. So thank you for that. And you guys have also mentioned you're going to be doing the uh, uh, the War Doctors uh, novel, Engines of War. Well, I happened to find it on uh, audible.com, and it's being read by Nick Briggs. And uh, I, I've listened to the first couple of chapters, and it's it's going along pretty good. So that might be a little quicker way for those of us that haven't had a chance to get the book or actually had time to actually sit and read. Nick Briggs will do it for you. Uh, of course, you know, Audible's always got that first book is free, so... Um, yeah, you can do, try that. I just canceled my Audible uh, subscription a, a little while back, but uh, that was one of the last ones I managed to pick up. And uh, speaking of the uh, the John Hurt War Doctor, uh, I'm sure you guys probably heard on uh, Radio Free Scarrow about the uh, uh, the short film, the fan film, um, but it doesn't really look like it. It's called Seasons of War, and it's on YouTube. And... Uh, and even though I haven't uh, done it yet, they were talking about doing that justgiving.com, making a donation there. And uh, there's uh, uh, some short stories or whatever made up for the War Doctor. And one of those stories was actually written by Warren Fry of Radio Free Scarrow. So anyway, um, oh, that and the again, the Seasons of War video on YouTube is uh, fantastic. Doesn't even look like a fan film. So... Anyway, uh, with that, we'll uh, hand it back over to you guys and uh, talk to you later. Thanks a lot and have fun. All right, thank Dan. you, Dan. And uh, yeah, um, there probably are a few people that, very few people that remember what's happening <laughs> from the uh, 1970s. And I remember what's happening with um, Russell and um, uh, oh, what was the heavy kid's name? Um, Rerun. Rerun. Yeah. Yeah. And then the little girl, Russell's little girl, her little sister. That I don't remember. <clears throat> I don't remember her name, but. Yeah, what's happening? <laughs> and the Seasons of War, uh, Dan was talking about, they made a trailer for an unofficial anthology that's going to charity, and it's going to Caldwell Children. It's raising money for it, and it's actually raised 176% of its goal. Wow. All right, well. uh, 507 donations. Uh, it's up to 5,000 pounds. So you donate, and you get an ebook copy of this anthology of stories about the war doctor. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And what's the name of it again? Seasons of War, an unofficial Doctor Who charity anthology. All right. And uh, I'm glad to hear that that's on Audible. I noticed when I was looking around for some information on it um, for the Engines of War, um, or Engines of War, I guess it's called, uh, I actually had stumbled across the fact that they released CDs in the UK of the audiobook, so it's good to see oh, that now yeah. it's available on uh, Audible so that uh, US Nick, listeners can And get Nick Briggs has a uh, good voice to listen to at reading. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Although almost too soothing. <laughs> <laughs> if he does his normal, just calm voice. Uh, our last bit of feedback comes from Holly. 
Sorry, I got sucked into a different uh, email <laughs> folder here. Different vortex. Yeah, there it is, Holly. Holly writes, I swear to complete the quest, the whole quest, and nothing but the quest. Underworld and Energy of the Daleks. Because the quest is the quest. Hey guys, Underworld. It's been a while since I've watched Alila. The Fourth Doctor and Canine Story... And Alila. I thought he said, she said Aliva. What's Aliva? Uh, so I'm sorry. Did I miss something? Aliva. Aliva. What's the other one? For when you have she a headache. Hmm? What's the other one she said? I, I apologize. There's a comma there and not a period. It's It's been a while since I've watched Alila, Fourth Doctor, and Canine Story. Oh, oh gotcha, gotcha. And this one fits the bill. There's a lot of cave-like tunnels to be had. The quest almost reminds me a little of the war that took place in the Tenth Doctor episode, The Doctor's Daughter. Hmm. Plus, the Seekers were rather interesting. The crew of the R1C are very likable. Loved the switcheroo the Doctor does at the end with the metal tubes that carry the race banks for the Minoans. Although K9's telling the Doctor that the tubes they first had were, in actuality, a bomb that couldn't be diffused could have been a bit better. But then again, robot dog. <laughs> uh, Holly, I'm pretty sure those are fighting words. Keith yeah. knocked over his chair. <laughs> The look on the doctor's face during that time was priceless. Energy of the Daleks. I have to say, I really enjoyed this audio and how interesting it is it's set in 2015. We did that on purpose. No. <laughs> I really loved Leela in this. The Daleks and their using humans to become Daleks really brought up some parallels to Asylum of the Daleks. Not much else to say. I'll wrap it up here. Looking forward to hearing everyone's thoughts on these two stories. Holly from Wisconsin. That's it for feedback. Tell your father I'm done with him. <laughs> you guys missed out on a great uh, Marvel of Friends. Uh, Tell yeah. your mother if she communicated better. I even sent <laughs> you guys text reminders that time. You did, and I got it. You, got, you responded to mine. He responded and to mine. <laughs> he didn't respond to my text. I got it in the day and, and was thanking you for it. And we just we got so incredibly busy last night it, it doing stuff with kids that yeah. it, you guys were probably two thirds of the way through it when, when you, it occurred. When, to you know, me. I think I think I texted you guys or I, I got you on, tweeted in. Tweeted, I think yeah. it was like, yeah near the end. Yeah. So or I, I apologize. I was aware of it this week. It just everything got in the way. So I, I was very time. aware of it and going to do it and wound up doing French. Uh, yes. Well, doing French implies that. There was actual French going on. <laughs> Attempting to do French is probably a more accurate. Um, yeah. <laughs> Trying. You know what it's like to spend four hours on one assignment and get it all squared away and hit submit and have eight? Because there's only eight questions on these things. It took me four hours for eight questions. Eight red X's come back and say, no, you didn't get any of that right. Oh. Such a confidence booster <laughs> to bet. go, wow, four hours worth of my life is just gone. And I don't even have something cool to show for it, like, hey, I zoned out and was playing Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> <laughs> or joined I, in for Marvel with Friends. I didn't join in for Marvel with Friends. I didn't get an achievement for that. I got an anti-achievement. <laughs> <laughs> I got a, wow, do you suck. <laughs> well, let's review the file. Nope. Oh, we get into this one first? Well, I don't know which one should we do first. I guess uh, technically... 
uh, linearly. I don't know how energy they of the doctors. In, 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 energy in, of the doctors. <laughs> that's a different story. No, I don't know. That's I'm the next pretty big sure finish Sean extravaganza. Glenn's <laughs> <laughs> going to Sean should read, read and listen to. It's going to include the shot of Doctor yeah. too. <laughs> that would be awesome. Only if you write it. <laughs> would be awesome. Does he show up? In I have a new idea. <laughs> Does he show up in Engines of War? Is no, he the guy that I'm going to be not. all excited about? Afraid not. Spoilers. I probably would have just launched into a whole spoilerific. <laughs> oh my God! You know what said this? <laughs> I don't have to write this anymore. <laughs> I can't hold it in. <laughs> There'd be a reason for him to be in it, too. Glenn, He'd be between eight and nine. I think Glenn's Jones in to review the, uh, the the Dalek story. He's even starting to sound like one. I love the Dalek. <laughs> <laughs> Exterminate! That was a terrible Dalek. I'm pretty sure it's set in Leela's timeline as before. Oh, we should do. Before Underworld? Yeah. Let's do it first. Though. Because I mean, it, like it matters. It doesn't really matter. Well, yeah, this I is, think it's, uh, well, it's definitely after It's definitely after Talons, which I think the majority of these are supposed to be set after Talons. Well, considering, so let's, let's considering this first, is her penultimate let's, story. Let's do it first just yeah. for the sheer fact that a lot of times we do do the TV story first. and then So okay. let's just mix it up this week. We're going to mix it up this week. Keith wasn't prepared. Though. I was ready. Oh, yeah, you got it right here. here. Uh-huh. I thought maybe you didn't have your synopsis ready. We've, Throwing you off again. You know what we should do this this year for Halloween? We should all do zombies. But then we'll add a little bits and bobs and actually be Robo-Men and nobody will get it. Yeah. <laughs> we could do that for playing Comic-Con. That'd be pretty easy. Be <laughs> pretty easy cosplay. cosplay. Yeah. Especially in a short event. I might, I might be able Tony. to pull one of those together for Galley. <laughs> <laughs> the quest is the quest for that. The Doctor and Leela find themselves in the middle of London at the time of a new energy crisis. The Globe Sphere Corporation seems to have all the answers, but several thousand protesters beg to differ. What is the connection between the National Gallery and the base on the moon? Has radical thinker Damien Stevens simply sold out? Or does he have a more sinister agenda? The Doctor has detected a mysterious energy reading. Could it be the most evil creatures in the universe have returned to claim ultimate victory once and for all? Uh, I gave it a small dun dun dun. Really? Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. Wow! Oh, awesome! It wasn't groundbreaking. It, it was. It was. It was fun. It was a Dalek story. It was. It was a typical Dalek story. I think that's that's where this falls down. Yep. And um, and really, for me, it almost it made me want to go back and rewatch Dalek Invasion of Earth. Just because of all the Robo Men stuff in it. Yeah, I'll give it a done and done. Yeah, done and done. But that's unfortunately, as far as I can go with it too, from kind of the same standpoint. I, I don't know if I mentally hyped it more than it deserved. Did you guys listen to the bonus features? I did not listen. To I got okay. part. So here's it. here's what's interesting is, and going into it, I, I this is the fourth one, so I thought, oh, okay, he's going to be really in his groove and sound really like the Doctor, and I it started and it was. Not quite the fourth Doctor that I've heard in previous audio or expected to hear. This was the first one they did. They they were first one where they that wrote and recorded. That. So, see, I didn't get that vibe, but and I would explain why. And, and and it was only initial, and then by kind of by the second half, I was more feeling like the Doctor was in his groove than anything else. This had two things going for it for me. It had Daleks <laughs> and it had uh, the fourth Doctor, in it. and Layla was a nice little added bonus too. 
You know, I think this would have to be before uh, Invisible Enemy because there's no mention of canine. Canine would have made short work of... (laughs) (laughs) The story would have been one part and five minutes long. There are dogs out there, Doctor. Canine. Master. Get them. Master. (laughs) (laughs) Zap, 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 zap. Is that why we don't get any Daleks beyond Genesis of the Dogs? Because they knew that it would... Because Canine would just take care of them. The the next story is uh, um, Destiny and... That's post. He has well, laryngitis. Mark one. Oh, that's yeah. right. He does. He He's does sick for that episode. Right. He is sick for that episode. In fact, it was there wasn't even a John John well, Neeson doing that. That's the whole season that time, where yeah. it wasn't John Leeson. Yeah, yeah. That's right. or Leeson. Excuse me. Ah. Uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> I thought Leela was very enjoyable in the story. I thought she, she was enjoyable. Nice... She she felt like she had very little to do other than. I mean, she gets captured, and she's real strong, and she resists the mind probe thing, which was I thought was kind of cool because of, nice, because of her nice primitive touch. mind. It was yeah. almost a – a lot of times it seems like her primitive aspect kind of works against her mm-hmm. a lot of times, especially in the audios because the doctor's always pointing out the fact – I mean, he did, he did so in the television serials as well, but the – He's always pointing out the fact that you know don't you know don't jump to the violence right away. He's always trying to uh, suppress her and, trying to teach and it, her. because she's yeah teach her and make her more ladylike and more you know, well and that more proper falls and, primarily due to the setting the fact yes, that these yes. are coming right on the heels of Talons yes. where she is still very much in that. In fact, savage. This, this is, is right savage. after Talons because he, she makes the comment about dressing up in the silly outfit when they were on Earth the first time yeah. and then having to dress up in the silly outfit this time. And she's got like heels or something that on this time. That, that was a and nice the doctor tells bit. her to go to put on some trainers. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> Why are you balancing on your Janus forms? <laughs> uh, and I, I thought uh, Tom's chemistry with that other guy, I can't remember his name now, not uh, Damien, but. Uh, Jack. 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 Yeah, Jamie. Jack was such. Started off as kind of one of those. Oh, you're going to be that kind of guy, and then he kind of grows. And is, I, I wound up really liking him. Would have been okay if he, they would have taken him along for a couple more adventures because I enjoyed him so much. I did enjoy Jack as well. Even this being a run of the mill Dalek story, I, I I almost expected it because of the title, Energy of the Daleks. You just really kind of it, 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 it like, automatically <laughs> sets it up as this is going to be. Your typical Dalek story, well, and they even do the mystery around the Daleks yeah. leading up to yeah. it, and and we got it started going, and they're and God love on the for moon, etc. And I thought, are they trying to give the Daleks a moon based story? And it ended up being different, and, a little bit, but but, I mean, but it still kind of still had that, that moon Earth and, connection, and it still had a similar idea of this great power on the moon causing havoc on Earth. Yep, so yep, I mean. Yep. And that's probably just my backward thinking of almost oh, well, Cyberman Superior. I, no, I, to be quite honest, I went there as well. As oh, I thought, okay. oh, this is, this is very familiar. Um, the There's no surprises in this story. It, it really just kind of trundles along and is what it is. And I wouldn't even say trundle because it goes along at a pretty decent no, pace. No, it does. It, it does. But Trundle's I mean, it, not the right it, word. It, trundle, you it know, moves is, along. It moves along as, as, it, as just, again, as I'm going back to a typical Dalek story. It's what you expect. Yeah, it's, it, it's, um, it's sort of base under siege, but it's base under siege with a goal for another, you know, primary aspect. I love the idea. I love the fact that they brought back the, the uh, Robomen. I love yeah, that. That, that, was, was, that was genius and yay for the return of the Robomen and so cool. And also one of the biggest... It seems like almost misfires because 
we're on Earth. It's you know 2015, and we've got Robo Man. 2016, wasn't it? It was 2015. It was 2015. That's why we did it this year. Well, I was going to do it last year. Then, no, then, then he originally thought they landed in 2013, right? I, no, he originally thought they landed in um, 2005. Oh, was it 2005? Okay, was so he was, was 10 years 2005, okay. 2005. Right. And he was, that's, that's why he says what's well, a decade right between friends. Time. I want a whole decade of telling people you're saying this wrong. We never said 19,098. <laughs> 2005. So don't say 2005. Say 2005. That drove me nuts. For it, is, it is 2005. Now at least we. Now at least 20, I've got. I've got some people at least saying it's 2015. Oh yeah, it's 2015. Yeah. Well, there's still people out there say it's 2015. It's too no, many zeros. We don't but, do that. But did you? We say, didn't do that for an entire century. Uh, people did say nineteen. He was aiming for aught five, <laughs> <laughs> and 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 didn't make. Um, but just the, everything about this felt like we were tying into Dalek invasion Earth, and building towards and that, building toward it, and <coughs> going well, to wind up being that not only was he going to figure things out, but all of a sudden he was going to go, ah, this there's is. There's even a call know. back or call forward to that as well as the 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 failed invasion. So, but then we didn't go there. Yeah, it really. Yeah, I, I, I was kind really, of. I think I would have had bigger respect for the story and been more impressed had the Daleks escaped and then could go wreak havoc elsewhere or then they hop back in time or forward in time and that's they were the invasion force for the Dalek invasion. Right. If they not, had done something like that, it would have been a bit more, oh, wow, it's instead not of just they, a, oh, okay. It's not until the Daleks actually come out and give the, we're here to change history because humanity will challenge us in the future. Was that it? Yeah, <laughs> I just yeah. I, I felt like yeah. they were ramping up to such a great maybe, and then came back down into that middling. Uh, it's a standard dollar. It's a story. middling story as well. Yeah, it's it a middling it story. And like I said, it's not that it wasn't enjoyable. It was. Tom Baker w- w- was was good. I kind of agree with you. Knowing going into it, knowing that this was See, the first one they recorded. I didn't know it going into it, and I thought this sounds. This doesn't quite sound he, right. He sounded not, I don't want to say flat, but just a little off. But then part of that might also be the gears in my brain needing to switch shift because I do the same thing when I get into a Peter Davidson audio, is I expect to hear this Peter Davidson, and instead I have to picture Peter Davidson from Time Crash because he's older. And then all of a sudden it works for me. Yeah. <laughs> but hearing Tom, and he's still there. He's still got the, 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 the yeah. doctor mannerisms and the this... But he's, well, and, and his voice hasn't changed. His well, it's gotten changed. a little deeper. It's a little deeper, and he's, he's yeah. I, in my mind, he's a very. So um, then again, watching a lot of Davison lately, I realize that I don't have the same problem that I had before with him sounding older in the audios that we've been listening to, because I noticed that it, it isn't as different as I thought watching a lot of the Davisons, and I, so I think maybe Tom's kind of the same way, and. I'm matching the voice a little better than I was. He's 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 not quite as manic in the audios as he is on television. Tom or Tom? Yeah. He, he's he's. Yeah, well, I, 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 I don't know if manic's ever a word I used to describe Peter Davidson's doctor, but <laughs> that's why I was like, what? Yeah, no. He, the, the the audio Tom is a little more methodical and a little more. He's just slower. Well, it's, and, it's not and, a bad. He's got way. some it's great just, moments in this, but it's not very. Sometimes Tom's a bit over the top, and yeah. there wasn't as much in the audio as there is normally on television. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. The, the shushes he did 
and there was a lot of good stuff with the TV. That felt very much like the fourth Doctor. Yeah, yeah I, I guess there was enough of that that I didn't I didn't notice the. Well, and, and it was like more I said, the first it was just, part. Than really, the it was part. just when he started. When yeah, it, when it first started, it was a little not it kind quite of felt there. Like, oh, you're finding your legs, okay. and, and and then he, and then he got into it, and and it, the story I think carried a lot of that, which is why I think some of the later ones, because we we kind of said some of the, I said some of the same things about um, the Nerva uh, destination destination Nerva. Nerva. Um, that it was a little jarring. That's where I at think first. I noticed it the most was at the beginning of Destination Era, and then it started to flow a little bit better yeah, for me. I think so I maybe, agree maybe with it's that just too. that. Maybe it's just that. Which I think Destination Nerva would have been the second one they did, yeah. so it makes sense that it would have continued from here. But Louise Jameson, for me, I mean, Mel commented that she sounded a lot different. She sounded a lot older. For me, she still sounds like Leela. Yeah. I, I really didn't notice. Well, and I think it helps that we've. This isn't the reintroduction of Leela. It's we've had Leela in too. audios yeah. before. Granted, she's supposed to be younger here than we have in the audios we've listened to, but we're used to hearing well, her voice and picturing her as she is. Leela falls into the even though I think I noticed her voice being a little deeper because she's older. Leela still does the primitive savage it's, so it's, well. It's more important Louise of how she does that character so than well. how it's acting. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. I think she carries it off. But yeah, I, does it feel like it wraps up quickly to you guys at the end? That just it um, just kind of happens, and he rigs the machine, and and I knew he rigged the machine. Although they they play it out as though yeah. we're not supposed to know we're he rigged the machine. Yeah. But that I, I'm trying to decide if that's a a a doctor thing or a specific fourth doctor thing because yeah. I, I kind of feel like it's almost more of a it's been done before. The fourth doctor has a tendency to pull that. Well, all right. Keep everybody we'll just, else in the dark. We'll, we'll just go over here and do our thing, and don't yeah. worry about it. And then, ha ha ha! Do you remember when I did this? I, you know, it to, our, to the to the yeah. viewer, the, the wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, I'm sure there are other doctors that have. He done does that, it again but, in Underworld, which is <laughs> interesting that, that we did two together that were that same style. Um, but yeah, I, of course, when I was listening to this, uh, I, was, I was watching my my timer. And it was going, going, and I noticed that you know it's an hour and a half on the audio or something, and I thought, oh well, maybe this one's a little bit longer because it doesn't feel like it's wrapping up, and I've still got half an hour to go, and blah blah blah. And then I came back and listened because I had to go to work, so I came back and listened to it basically in two parts. Mm. And when I came back to the second part, then all of a sudden it was kind of like, okay, now we're on the moon. Okay, now this happens, and then boom, and we're done. And then it went, and we're done. And well, it turns out the rest of that is the special features yeah. that are on that. Yeah. Um, on the on the file, but I say um, the I say part two does move at a faster clip. I think it yeah. does, even though I think it's technically longer. Yeah, it felt it felt very much like it was, but I agree. I think the ending was a little rushed. And I don't even know that it was not necessarily rushed. rushed. I think but, that the story was written kind of rushed at the end. I just I felt yeah, like it was kind of like a, the story was just kind of wrapped up in a nice little bow and 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 you know placed off to the side. Yeah. Just, that's the way it felt. It wasn't. It's not a bad thing. It's not. It's not like a lot of those audios, especially when we were doing some of those Paul McGann in the uh, Divergent universe. We kept talking about how there's this huge info dump at the end, and then boom, we're done. We've solved the problem, and we seem to go through that. It didn't feel like that, but agree. it was no. like and maybe it was because I was enjoying the story so much that it got there, and I was like, oh, I'm already at the end, you know. So, well, some of it's also switching to the mindset of it's only an hour or. Hour to hour fifteen long. Yeah. Right. Compared to, to the two and a half or two yeah, twenty. Two hours, yeah. A little more than two hours, I guess. But it just uh, you know, la 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 boom. 
How are we going to get back to Earth? Well, good thing I brought this. And yeah. It's kind of like, oh, okay. We're done. <laughs> I can reverse the transmat. And... Yeah. I just, I, I don't know. I really wish when, when the Robomen showed up, I was so like, oh, man, I really hope we go there. And maybe that was my fault. Maybe I just got so excited that I thought we were going to do that, that and then we didn't. But Which is kind of probably the, smart that they didn't because they did kind of do that in that one fifth Doctor story. The, yeah, yeah, it would be the, too close of a retread. The use of the Robo Man, though, it it really for me put me in the mindset of where the Daleks were in their timeline. Yeah, it helps and us so know it, that it was... helps us know that we're really early on still. We're I mean we're even pre invasion yeah. Daleks, and so I really liked that idea. Um, I mean, there's you know we don't have flying Daleks yet. They don't they didn't have any reason to go there, and I mean they might be, but we don't they didn't yeah. go there, so there's. No reference for that. There's no reason to explain it away or say, well, now they have this. And um, I even imagined them with the Bill satellite disks on their back because they were still having to draw power from their mothership. So, um, so, yeah, I was much pleased by that. I just, I really felt like these were old school Daleks. um, And the the story's fun. And Tom and and Leela do such a good job. And I, I really have nothing bad to say about it. Other than it's just kind of a middle road Dalek story, which I, you know, to be honest, that's, I like those. I like those sometimes. I like when they're inventive and they come up with new ways to do things. And I also like the stories where the Daleks are just being Daleks. So, I would like to see the Robomen come back. I, I think Robomen. Well, I think we kind of got the new version of Robomen. Well, but <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they'll ever fully come back. Because I think we have the new version. I, I and I'm I'm looking at that, and I mean, we we talked about the the, the idea. You're that, talking about the ones with the eye stalks. Yeah, coming yeah. Out the, top there, the, the Daleks in disguise. Yeah. yeah, you know, kind of kind of transformer thing that is is really kind of a cool and inventive and new way of doing it. It's which the next is, step of the Robomen, in my opinion. But I I think Robomen in themselves, the the look and the just the fact that these are lobotomized. You know, for all intents and purposes, dead people yeah. that have kind of yeah. been automated and running. I, that to me is almost scarier than Cybermen. No offense, Keith, yeah. but just it's a kind of a similar idea. It, it is a very similar idea, but I think I don't know. Cybermen have kind of well, and it, 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 this, where Kit Peller got it from. <laughs> it, this idea, or and in this story, it seems that the Robomen you can't tell that they're quite Robomen. Like, you don't at first because, yeah. Yeah. and if I remember correctly from Dalek Invasion of Earth, they had that kind of neck brace mm-hmm. head thing. They did, yeah, plainly obvious. And yeah. so this almost, to me, feels like it's later than that for the Daleks because they have advanced the Robom into this. But they haven't because this would have been prior to yeah, them invading Earth. With so. wobbly. I, I think that's more. It's, but it depends on if it's their timeline. Well, I think that's more that's from the why fact I think that it it's is. because it's Leela who encounters the Robomen first. That it's it's just chalked up to she just thinks they're wearing can't head, see headwear. what they're here, yeah. and she doesn't know what it is. Okay. Yeah. So she sees right. a human with a, a hat, oh. essentially. <laughs> The doctor identifies that the Robomen right away. Yeah. So that kind of led true. that yeah. sort of led me to believe that they were the Robomen that we would picture if we saw them in Doctor Who. I guess I would hope the other people around would recognize. Hey, wait, something's not right there. What are they wearing? Well, but I mean, these are because it's more than just hats. I mean, it's pretty up, plainly yeah. obvious. I just think I don't know. Maybe maybe it's, I guess they were mostly on the base. They also so. talked. Yeah, that's just it. Yeah. The Robomen were mostly they weren't, they on weren't that, that in the base. Public, so. And if you presume that the security league that was part of the uh, rounding them up, rounding all the, the the protesters up, 
you could there at the rally when they were doing the rally, you could presume that they just assumed that was part of their uniform because they even Le- even, like even Leela or, or the doctor there. commented about their their slick silver uniforms. I mean, oh, that, yeah. that was another yeah. thing that I thought. Well, okay, well, the, maybe these were Robo Men as well. We just we weren't let in on that until later when we actually encounter Robo Men. So. <laughs> Maybe it's the fanboy in me, but d- the idea of doing a Dalek story on Doctor Who with Peter Capaldi and coming up against a bunch of Robo men, and then the reveal being that it's old school Daleks. That would be a neat that way to, to do it. Just be a that, really, that'd be the only way you could do it. You know, and you even call it the blah, blah, blah of the Daleks. Somebody goes, oh, it's the Dalek story of the season. But you put that twist on it, I think, would, would give it a little more, oh, we are doing something new, even though it's, you know, an Even original. though it's old. Yeah. I think that'd be cool. But if they did it that way, it would work. I don't know, maybe I'm just fixated on that idea. <laughs> Anything else in this one? I don't think so. No, like I said, it was enjoyable. I loved the the, the bits with Leela were, were were really good. I enjoyed. You mentioned the trainers, and I was just sitting there thinking to myself, that would be just one of those conversations that I can see playing out in my head. How interesting this would be. Well, these are really comfortable. I should wear these. And then she said it. These are much more comfortable. If we have to run from some enemies, these are really <laughs> I just started laughing. All those wonderful little bits that you bring a... You know, it, it's, it's one thing to marvel at some scientific wizardry. And go, oh, the you know, look at the view screen, look at the this, look at the, the and 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 dazzle them with something that's magic, mm-hmm. you know, for all intents and purposes. Her, even even though you've explained repeatedly, her, it's yeah. not magic; it's just technology. But then to, to dumb it down, if you will, to something as simple as it's a pair of shoes, <laughs> and still get <laughs> Some, that marvel from get, it. It's, yeah. it's, it's also cool, though, in a different regard. That um, is, well, Jack was his name. Yeah, Jack is. Having to absorb all this, and and you know, because he's saying, "Are you saying they're aliens? Are you saying they're from another planet? Are you, you know, he's he's having to absorb all this because it's 2015 for all intents and purposes." Yeah. And so they we've we've never encountered anything like this. We've never encountered this situation. And so it's also funny to hear Layla or Layla Leela say the little things, you know, uh, you know, just like. Yeah, I mean, she's just so almost used to the fact now that there, she's just been seeing strange things for a long time. She's, she's used to she's it. She's just kind of used to it. <laughs> well, and she, she almost seems a step ahead of Jack the whole time. And I love yeah. that because that's a little different than that whole realization from the, the sneakers and how comfortable this is and how, how you know wonderful and majestic of an idea this is. And then we've got that. We put the less primitive guy with the primitive. And then we've got <laughs> him you know, learning all of this stuff for the first time. And so it's kind of a role reversal there. And I, yeah. I like that. I it like gives Leela some nice moments. It too. does. It really yeah. does. That was my favorite moment. As strange as that sounds, was the shoes. The shoes. <laughs> that just the, something about the way that line played out and well, it the like delivery. It's very just, something fourth doctor and Leela. Yeah. It, it, that, that, that to me kind of encapsulated the, the yeah, this is awesome. Um, and then the, the rest of it, you know, like I said, kind of fell into that mundane, middle-of-the-road Dalek story. And it was loud. It was really loud. A lot of screaming Daleks and audio. And I think more than Explosions normal. and <laughs> screeching noises that are disabling the Daleks. It was like, oh, oh that's oh, that part. Yeah. Back in the day, that bothered me. But now we listen to some of these noises. That's what comes trembling out of the This makes me glad I don't a... listen to them on earbuds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, moving on. Underworld! The quest is the quest. 
At the very edge of the known universe, the TARDIS materializes on an aging spacecraft, the R1C. On board, the Doctor and Leela meet Jackson and his crew, who are doggedly pursuing their mission to recover the Minion race banks from a ship that left their home planet centuries earlier. Because the quest is the quest. Closing in at last on the P7E, Jackson risks everything to follow the trail into the heart of a newly formed planet. Can the Doctor face his greatest challenge yet and secure the future of the Minions? I'm going to give it a dun-dun. Dun! See, I'd give it more of a dun! Dun, dun, dun. Well, there's a reason behind my... I'd give it a dun, dun, dun. I, I really like the first episode more than the last three. Watching this on Friday night was the... And then again on Saturday because I fall asleep. <laughs> um, the, watching I this again... What, I, I wondered in my head. It was like, really... Oh, kind of quiet. It was really difficult because... The, uh, the the this is my second go with this one because I hadn't seen this since I was a kid, and I remember enjoying it quite a bit when I was a kid. So I was actually excited to watch this again, and then I just felt so distracted by the CSO in this. There's so much of it, and I kept thinking, we've never done this in Doctor Who. Why on earth are uh, color separation green overlay screen. or uh, blue screen actually? Blue in this screen case. At time, yeah. yeah. Well, they, they were using green, but they were using that mostly in the United States. They used blue screen for CSO because there's less blue in flesh tones than any other color. So, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and so and that, that, was, that was one of the things that they were doing predominantly at the BBC. That was one of the things that they were – in fact, the, the guy that created their CSO, their color separation overlay, actually was in Studio Center. And he was one of the, the guys that mm. kind of pioneered this. But – it, it just couldn't take my my brain off of that, so I was dividing the idea of the really sometimes badly done CSO from the story, and it wasn't until I watched the special after this. Did you guys watch that? Nope. It was they explained why they did this because this is at the end of their production block. It was the last thing, and they were oh. out of money. <laughs> they had no budget for this, and when they looked at how ambitious of a story this was, which was written by Bob Baker, correct? Well, there's actually written by two people, but I think Baker got the credit for this one. Bob Baker and Dave Martin. Oh, so they both got the, the credit on this one. So both they, you know, Baker and Martin had written this, and. They loved the idea. They loved the aspect of the story. And then when they went to, to price how much it was going to make to, to come up with these sets in such an enclosed you know, idea, they realized that they didn't have the cash to do this. And so somebody came up with the idea of, well, we'll shoot, we'll shoot models on, on one set, and it'll just be you know, this one little area that we'll just continue to shoot from different angles. And we will chroma key our – well, we call it chroma key CSO – our actors over all of this. And so when I watched this, I appreciated the idea of how they did this because this was the first time this was ever done to this extent on television. This mm-hmm. is the first time any television show to the, you know, well, they'd used CSO before they used CSO even not long before that with, um, uh, your favorite, uh, invisible enemy. Mm-hmm. There was, a, there was a CSO yeah. section of that when they're in Tom's or they're in the doctor's brain. And so, it wasn't something new, but it was on this scale was brand new. And so all they had the money for was to build the sets. And if you'll notice, the ship is the exact same oh. set with, as the other one, because fortunately that was the crash ship that had landed there thousands of years which before. Which script-wise, it made sense. It so totally made sense. And, and so all they, did, is, all they yeah. did was redress it. And, and so I, I had much more of an appreciation for this. And then that's when... 
recapping my the story in my head, I realized how good of a story this really was too. This is Jason the Argonauts. That's what this story is. Oh, yeah. This is the quest for the Golden Fleece. Then well, they this even is, make reference to this it. This is Jason. That's why it's done at the end, and that's why he calls Jackson Jason on accident, and then yeah. Leela asks him about it. And there's also the last bit. Sword of Damocles, I think, was from another Greek uh, story as well. But it, it had that. That's what the story is based on: is 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 Jason and the Argonauts. And so I I, I on rethinking this is why it gets a better done at the very end because it is really a, a clever story it's really it's it's something that they they did a lot in this era by addressing classic literature and adapting it to doctor who we did it with mary shelley we did it with um uh what would have been some of the other examples um uh oh dear uh <laughs> I was thinking of them at the time, and now I can't All remember. All of the Gothic horror. Well, yeah, yeah because we 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 tend to uh, we tend to um, equate those to Hammer horror films, but there's really a lot more. You know, Sherlock Holmes backing. from uh, uh, yeah, Talons, Talons. Wang uh, Chiang. They adapted a lot of classic literature, and they did it again, but they went even further back and, and, and adapted some really, really classic literature, which is interesting. Um, he even makes a drop uh, to uh, Ulysses, and the oh, fact yeah. that they go into uh, his idea of going in through with the Crusher, he relates to, well, it's been done before. Well, he's talking about the Battle of Troy. He's talking about the <laughs> Trojan Horse. So there's a lot of callback to ancient literature and, and ancient uh, storytelling in this. And, and I, I thoroughly enjoy it because of that. Um, the sets are simple. The the, the little niggles for me were the the gravity, there being zero gravity because we were at the center of the planet. That doesn't work that way. I'm sorry. Physics does not work that way. Even uh, if anything, If anything, the gravity should have been stronger. crushing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you can get past that for the fact that, you know, not all the science in Doctor Who mentions. Um, I did the moon is I did egg. have to chuckle to the fact that they were they were minions, which is if you know it's spelled M Y N A N S. But I kept chuckling at minions and kept thinking of the little despicable uh, <laughs> me minions guys. the whole time. And then it got even worse when the robot guys, the seers, took their hats off and they Did actually I? had these helmets that were that <laughs> looked like minions. Three <laughs> I mean, I chuckled anyway when they had the little domed helmets. Yeah. And then we were talking about minions. Now these guys, the seers, weren't minions. They were actually developed by the See, oh, I, I Oracle I Delphi. The you notice they kept talking about the Oracle. That was another callback to the Oracle of Delphi, oh, yeah, which yeah. is is pentacle to um, the uh, story of Jason. Um, Did I miss an explanation of how those seers came to be? Well, Did they give that, or they just the get, seers? Kind of, from what I understand, they up and then the seers were basically the everybody. The, what they kept calling trogs were the defendants of the Mayan, Mayan, uh, minions. Yes, the. Uh, Seers were developed by the Oracle as the protectors. The, oh, and okay. what they did is they used the, the two seers were the only two that were actual, really, that were revealed as robots. All of the other guards were well, a lot of part times of that. You saw them without their right. heads. Well, and they even were human. the seers you saw had human heads at one time. But then when he, she says, he, when they're interrogating, um, what was the guy's name that they were interrogating? Um, but they had the mind probe on it, or not mind probe, but that thing that was squealing that was. Oh yeah, the thing. And from I the felt green so death. bad for Brittany if she was listening to that in her headphones. Um, yeah, they had the big metal thing on him. Yeah, the when they, when from he, green they death. finally reveal, they said, "We'll reveal our true form," and they pull it off. They're actually that's when they show these domed head robots. Yeah. So I presume 
whatever human form that we saw them in prior to that was just a. See, and then we see them people. again that way at the end when they're well, no, they had the hoods on at the end when they she tells them to put the the little goldenrod tubes into yeah, the thing. And yeah. Then when they discover that that's not them, and they bring it back out, and they're going, well, it's too late. That's still the seers there, but all of the guards. Clearly, were a hierarchy of the Trogs, and they were they were yeah. also uh, minion uh, descendants. So, overall, I, on on re-examining this story, <laughs> I, I thoroughly enjoy the story. It's just my attention was so divided with the unfortunately poor quality aspect of the CSO. But now knowing the reason they did it, and the and I can so appreciate why they did it that way. And Although at the time, I'm sure because I mean, groundbreaking. The other and, thing you have to think of is they're using at times three cameras to shoot the same scene at the same time. They had to run wiring so that the cameras are getting the same image at the same time because you have one camera that's on the actors in front of the blue screen. You have another camera that's on the models that are projecting the background onto the background. Well, it, it is overlaying the background. And sometimes you had a third camera because what they had to do is they had to do uh, live matting where they would mat out. It wasn't, it wasn't a live, but as they were shooting, they would go through on this other camera and they would they would mat out parts so that they actually sometimes could be behind a rock or a, 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 the, the rocks on the set were actually were rocks that they yeah. set on. But some of the ones where they would come around a corner and you had a little bit of the, the angle of the rock coming down and you saw them behind it. And then as they came around it, they were in front of it. That was another camera matting that section so that they could actually physically walk behind that uh See, and here I would have screen. thought that was just a, like the, the one where he cli- the kid climbs through that hole, that tunnel. Yeah. And you can tell that it's the same background here as it is here as it is down here. I would have assumed that it was just blue. Blue with a hole in it. Blue. Some, sometimes it was. In fact, the, the rectangular cutout for the ventilation shaft that they kept going into that was actually a, a set prop, and they had they had uh, blue stairs built for the one where they walk up the steps and into the 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 door. Essentially, that was actually there, but it was blue, and so they would project the background. But what they would do is sometimes they would come around corners or or, or corridors, as you know, for the typical term for those. And there would be rock jetations from the from the set that were actually there on the set, but they would have to map that so that that would project onto the the foreground as they walked behind it, and then come around it, and then they would be in front of it because they had actually walked around that matting that was done on that third campus. Gotcha. Yeah, it was, it, it was fascinating a, way to do that. Well, I yeah. would I would highly suggest watching the behind the scenes on this because it was it's it's a real tribute and it talks about the the development of the story and why they did Jason and the Argonauts and and, and everything. Hmm. Um, so I had a much greater appreciation, but I I I like the idea of this. It, it, it's it's set up very nicely in the fact that they don't trust. The Doctor, because he's a Time Lord. And the reason they don't trust the Doctor is because they've had encounters with the Doctor thousands and thousands a year. In fact, they're using Time Lord technology. They don't have the ability to regenerate themselves, but with the equipment that they have on the ship, they have the ability to regenerate because they knew it was necessary for this quest. That's the quest. And they had to go, you know, find the 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 golden fleece, the, the little rods that they're looking for. And I can't remember what they were actually called in the, in the show. But... Um, the, um, they're going for, race banks, memory banks. Yeah, the, yeah, uh, race banks. 
Yeah, they they would actually had a name for it, like a, a little more majestic name for it. But oh, they would then the they would say the key of something. I, I think the doctor's the one that kept calling them the uh, uh, what'd you call them? the race gen- banks, race, race banks, banks, genetic yeah. race banks. Yeah, um, but they they had this question, so they they knew that they had to have some sort of sustainability as a small manned ship in order to go find these and so they're using this regeneration technology in order to continue their lifespan so that they can go so that by the time they get there these trogs that are the descendants of the minions they're actually several different generations of in fact she makes uh, the doctor makes a comment to leela that uh, Jackson's probably so and so's great 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 and there's that, that wonderful great great grandfather and then Leela's trying to work it out and she goes great 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 <laughs> he goes yeah something and he walks off and, and she's still going great great <laughs> trying to you know piece it out so um, I like that I like the concept of they're going to find the race banks that that, that that have the genetics in them and they've actually found their descendants but they don't realize it right away they don't realize that these people aren't this just slave race that's been enslaved on this planet they're actually descendants and it, that's all the way up until the end when the doctor's trying to bring everybody on board he's figured it out but Jackson's going no get out you've got to go you, we're too heavy we can't and the doctor's trying to say no they, these, this, this is, is also what you're looking for so I liked that I thought that was a very very clever aspect see I, I was fully on board with the first episode and the spaceship crews hurling through space trying to get this race banks and all that exploration and then it just felt like it got bogged down once it got into the caves for me. That there was so much time spent running around and trying to explore. I had already grown attached to the characters on the spaceship and liked them and found them fascinating. And then we kind of drop their story for a little bit to because explore these explore other the, ideas. The young yeah. man and his father who's being yeah, sacrificed. Yeah, and it's just kind of like, uh, get back to the space crew. I like that. <laughs> and so it was just kind of, the entire story for me is kind of middle of the road. It wasn't bad, but it, it wasn't great for me. Well, it does this thing I where... I like the ideas you, you're pointing out, but it just feels like it takes a little bit too much to try to get there and feels like it doesn't fully explore some of the ideas the way it could. Well, but see, the, the thing that I also liked about it is the fact that we concentrate so much on the space crew, on the on the spaceship crew for the first story. And for the last episode, we again bookend it with a very strong story there with them. Because we the middle part of this is the doctor discovering the slaves and befriending the young man, and I can't remember his name, but then finding out that he's his father's in, in trouble, and so he has to go help him. But we have the one guy that is so prepared from the crew that this is what we're this is what we've been planning for. This and is you know goes out this and, is yeah. part of the quest. Very Lancelot, the quest yeah, very the Lancelot, quest. and he goes and he goes charging in, and this is this is this is what he's been waiting for. And I love that aspect of the, this guy is just this is what I'm here for. And he co- he actually comes in and saves the day, and even though. He's captured and basically interrogated so that he gives away... And shot a lot. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> he gives away the, the kind of mission and what they're doing in order to set the Oracle and the Seers up to be able to try to do the little switcheroo. And so he, you still get his little action story, even though Jackson and the rest of them are kind of just you know following along and yeah. they're enforcers at that point, which is a little... Eh. But he, he's such this wonderful mi- piece in the middle... I, I just I thought that was the nice thread that 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 weaved in between the bookends of the crew. I, just, when I we guess get back to the crew. I just wished I would have had more thread there, the thicker. Than thread. just him, yeah. 
Sean, you've been awfully quiet. It's a Star Trek story. Okay. This is a straight up beginning, middle, and end. Something you would see on Star Trek. Because we, we, we have this ship and we're going to go do the thing and we get to the planet and there's these slaves. But then it turns out that we're not all who we think we are. And they're, you know we've got the slave people that are being overseen by robots who are you know the ultimate uh, in charge is a megalomaniac supercomputer. And the doctor has to play Captain Kirk and convince him that <laughs> you've screwed up. Oh. You know, which is another great moment, and the doctor even acknowledges that you're just a computer. You're a megalomaniac computer, and <laughs> just another just one. Like, yeah, just another uh, one. Yeah. You're no different than the others. I love that moment. Yeah, he has to Captain Kirk the computer, <laughs> and, and it, it just it, all of that is is fine. I have no problems with any of it. It's a little standard. It's kind of like the Dalek episode. It's kind of a middling. You know, we've seen this before. Um, it's enjoyable. I don't really have a problem. This is one of those things, and I, I had actually tweeted out um, about you know the production value and I, that bridge ship. That set is amazing. That's a fantastic looking set. That's where all the money went. And that's where all the money went. And, but they uh, couldn't green screen. Yeah, you know, I was just about to say, look at the production value of this, and then wow, look at that big giant green window back there that they didn't coma cree anything in yeah, on. Actually, I think they accidentally forgot that because yeah. I noticed that too. So and then yeah. it showed up later. Yeah, you know that it was there, and it's like you know we we either forgot or ran out of money. <laughs> I don't know. I don't notice that. Little I think part. it was one of those moments as they they shot this over four days, and 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 the fourth day was shooting the. Um, gallery again because now you have to put special effects in over top of the uh, scenes that have already been shot so all of the digital effect or uh, there's not digital all the analog effects are going with the the chroma king is all done live as they're shooting unfortunately when you start talking about laser beams in fact the guy that 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 is the uh, uh, visual uh, effects guy he talked about how some of those shots, when you see the lasers, are actually a little grainy and a little out of focus because that's third generation of film because you had to put that film in three times to get those uh. effects on it. And he said, we actually were skirting the edge of what the BBC allowed as broadcastable footage because we were just on the edge of that because we had to get that third generation in there to get that effect. So that was interesting, too. But that's huh. and, and I've always yeah. loved the effect um, when they hit the gravity pocket and all the particles start just latching onto the yeah, ship. I've that, always that thought really that impressive. was just an amazing effect. Even as a kid, I was like, wow! Like, Jason, so like cool. Jason traversing the, the ship through the uh, yeah. the rocks that are slamming together. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it, it's still, once I realized which one this was, because I'm like with you, I haven't seen this since, you know, I was a kid. Uh, and then went, oh, this is that one. Oh, here's that shot, and it still wowed me. It's oh, the model model work, the model work yeah. was great. The, the ship was so detailed. The splashdown on the, yeah, on, the, the, splash on the planet was was such an unexpected. Oh, oh, it's a liquid. Oh, okay, you know. Um, and I don't have a problem with the, with the, the the corridor stuff. I you know it's different, and we've seen it in Doctor Who before when we get to certain places like um, Pyramids of Mars and the you know wonky rooms and stuff like this. But to actually do an entire planetoid like this instead of going and shooting in a rock quarry in a cave you know i was just like okay yeah this is cool and it kind of created that weird uniformness but considering how everything would have conglomerated on the ship that works for me i was i didn't have a problem with that part of it at all it's just the kind of standard storytelling that doesn't get higher than a you know done enough for me 
Um, there are elements to it that I definitely I, you know, like. You mentioned the, the multi generational things, and you know, this was kind of the first time. Well, that, again, I've only seen it like twice now, but when I realized <laughs> that the uh, the wrist guns those were cool. That well. I've always loved the idea of a ray gun with a shield around it. That, to me, is yeah. just like, if you're going to give me something that's going to shoot a pew, I want a blast shield. <laughs> I want something. <laughs> I don't care if it's plexiglass and I can see through it or not. Just the effect. Very Jason and the Argonauts. We've mm-hmm. got shields. And, exactly. you know, yeah. But, exactly. but that was cool. But then realizing later that the Sentinels were running around with those little wrist ray gun things and going... Oh wait, that's actually the center of the shield. Yeah, the it's the just same gone. gun. Yeah. They just don't have the shield part of it anymore. And that was just kind of a little visual tie-in mm-hmm. to help that it's the same stuff. It's mm-hmm. the same set of equipment banks and the same set of stores and the same. It's just that something terrible has befallen this crew. Um, you know, for multi generational stories. Um, you know, I thought that was really cool. Um, I liked. Uh, I, it's kind of the same thing. The guy that uh, lands a lot, charging in to go. Like, um, what happens with the the, the pacifier ray? That's that, a piece of equipment you should have brought with you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that pot just kind of drops. I can't remember the, to... the guy's name. Well, it, that was a that was also a Jason drop. Um, the the guy, the the crew is actually slightly named. Their names are a amalgamation amalgamation of the Jason and the Argonauts characters, and his character in the Greek legend he was he was able to pacify men's minds, and so that was their way just to drop that in there. And they weren't going it's anywhere with it, but that was a reference oh, to the I Jason story that. that his ability was to pacify men, and so that's why they give him that one laser on there to make everybody feel better and say, "Okay, no, we're not going to fight. Everything's good." <laughs> And because I thought the same thing when I first saw that, and I didn't get that reference. There were a lot I, I of the Jason references. Reference. The Golden Fleece thing was very obvious to me, but that one I didn't get at all. And it wasn't until I went and started looking at the the, the behind the scenes stuff, and they addressed that. And I went, oh, okay, that was just a they dropped that in there as a another nod to we are doing the Jason story. But it did lead to a great Lila moment of <laughs> the Doctor getting her angry and realizing, oh yeah, I'm a savage, I'm angry. Ah, yeah. all right, I'll come breaking down. her out. Of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was, and that was one of the best gems I think of the story for me was that interaction between the Doctor and Leela. They have a lot of great moments. I like the fact. I like when they're well. They're, the opening bit in the TARDIS was great too, mm-hmm. where you know she's yeah. all concerned and he's off painting. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm glad they readdress it at the end. He starts putting the smock back on because hey, I'm going to go finish my painting. <laughs> Do now. The TARDIS has stopped. <laughs> it's still working, but we've just stopped. <laughs> and apparently, Leela has been allowed to do some, shown how to do some stuff on on the TARDIS because she's over there working the controls when we first yeah. see her. Canine supervising, of course. Well, Canine yes. supervising, of course. But I, I, there's, I, there's a part of me that wants to know what he was painting. Not like because I, the Fourth Doctor, the Fourth Doctor the in Mona my Lisa. mind, <laughs> this is a fake. <laughs> the Fourth Doctor in my mind would not paint on a canvas. He's painting a wall mural or something. <laughs> I, I, he's just, but he's Why got, not? There's many rooms. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's got white paint all over him, so maybe he's just painting a hallway. <laughs> well, but the, the, the smock has a lot of... The smock has everything on it, yeah. but that could be something used at a store. Right. But he's got a white handprint on his face. Like, in the middle of this, he went... 
and <laughs> thought of something and had a eureka moment. I don't know. That just uh, perhaps he was starting over. He was painting over something he had already painted. He was doing the white and thing getting and ready to. Or, 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 or maybe it was a you know I don't remember what the what's, what's the story before this one. Do we know? Uh, Sunmakers. No, it wasn't Taz. Was Sunmakers? Yes. I don't. Know. He you was know what, painting Pluto. You know what he was doing. <laughs> A Pluto landscape. He was inspired. He, he was repairing something. When he was on the roof and that guy was going to jump off, jump off, just before he saves the guy from jumping off the roof, he looks out and goes, what a beautiful sunset. That would make a wonderful painting. Back to saving this guy. <laughs> what, what it is is he knew. <coughs> Excuse me. One, one of his previous selves, one of his future selves came to him and said, you're going to have to deal with some Suntarans in the next story. <laughs> They're going to invade, and you're going to have to lead them in circles around <laughs> inside the TARDIS. So he's inside the TARDIS painting a fake tunnel. <laughs> Very wily e. Coyote. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, I, I have to give... Uh, the, the wily e. Coyote moment, I have to give credit to, um, <laughs> to James, who came over and was watching this. And the doctor doing the thing, and they're like, we've got these bombs, and he goes... <laughs> To give them back. <laughs> Surrenders. Oh, you've been captured. You should take me to your leader. Da, 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 da. Well, I don't think you should do that because, no, I will take credit for returning these to her. Well, I really think that's a bad idea. Shut up and follow me. Okay. And we're going in here. And the whole time, James is sitting on my couch going, Wild E. Coyote. Super genius. I like the sound of that. And I broke. I laughed from that moment all the way up to the end of the story. I could, and you know, we're going to put them back into the chamber. They must never leave my side again. Wild E. Coyote. Super genius. I just could not handle the end of the story because of that. And it was so funny. And it's just like, and then uh, was it Dan? That the, the tw- joined us and tweeted out. I think they got the ending of this from a Bugs Bunny cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> just maybe that's what I liked about it. I <laughs> love the idea. That the plan was so simple. Just oh gosh, you had to love the fact when they're they're trapped in the cave. And he's holding these things, and he knows that, that, that you know... Oh, they're going to come and... <laughs> they're going to come, and they have to come get these back, so they're going to dig us out. And then it's canine that shows up. <laughs> and there's canine yeah. standing there on the other side. This was all. a great canine story, even though he was kind of missing Very, from, very little in it, but, but boy, but when he's he in was, it, he it was, does, yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Episode one and three I almost to be expected... I, I really didn't see the blast wave, writing the blast wave out coming right away, because I really thought he was going to plug K-9 in, because K-9 was charging this shit. Well, yeah, that's originally. what he was doing through all of, like, two. And so <laughs> my first thought was, oh, K-9's going to come to the rescue again and power the ship and give him enough juice to get out of there. And yeah. then it wasn't until they were sitting there and the doctor was all calm, and I thought, oh, no, he's waiting for the blast wave. <laughs> gravity. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a problem with there being no gravity in the core. Yeah. It just bothered me a little bit. Just, just right. Well, if you it bothered of, me enough until I saw Tom using his scarf and making it look like he was flying, and I was like, "Okay, that's fine." He wrapped his hands into his scarf, almost just, thinking, "You know, my scarf would be floating up here." But there's no practical way to do that, so I'll just hold on to it and make do this sure, with it. Yeah, so it's, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make it look like it's floating. <laughs> well, if you think about it, in the center, everything pulls toward the center. If you're right exactly at the center, there would have to be a spot where you crossed over from one gravitational force to the other. So. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> There's got to be a moment of null. The, the planet's not formed yet. That <laughs> that's, that's Star Trek logic for you. <laughs> what are you looking for? I'm looking for the sweet spot. <laughs> you remember that? Nobody watched Enterprise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, don't, I didn't the, watch I Enterprise. I saw that one. 
I didn't watch the whole series, but I remember that. The, the, he, uh, uh, who was the... I forget who the navigator was. Mayweather? Whoever the navigator was on... on uh, he, he spends the first couple of episodes talking See, about the sweet spot. It was Mayweather, I think. And then he finds it, and he says all ships have one where there's one spot where there's different... Because of the, the artificial gravity that they have on the, on the starships, there's one spot where the gravity compensators have different fields, and you can jump up and cling to the ceiling or something because there's this competing force of nothing going on there. That's all I was. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. No, but okay. <laughs> Not quite, but... It's a fun story. It just, um, I don't know. For me, it never really got beyond that. Now, th- th- this does set up some interest. There's kind of some heavy backstory almost when you oh, look it's at some great, the, the Mayans uh, and the non-interference policy. The great, yeah, great Galatean, uh Info dump there yeah. at the beginning and exploration of their characters. Yeah. Yeah. That was one thing I really liked about it too. I think my other problem was, and this is a very minor problem, and I don't have I don't have a I don't have a lot of problem with this, but the idea that the doctor loads this ship with all of these guys that the crew didn't expect to take back with him in the first place. <laughs> And then the TARDIS runs off and says, "Okay, goodbye." We're, or yeah, the, the I think that was off. part of. And I'm it was thinking, such a quick resolution. you don't have to wait 300 and some years. Just fly everybody back there in the TARDIS, <laughs> and you're good. The quest is over. The quest is the quest, but the quest over. is over. Yeah. You know? So it's it, just put them all in the TARDIS, fly them there. Well, Lancelot even said that when he brings out the thing. Because que- yeah, he's been going. The quest is the quest through the whole thing. The quest is the quest. The quest <laughs> is the quest. Over and over and over again. And he finally gets to the end. He's got the things in his hand. He can't even believe it. And he hands them off to Jackson. And goes, the quest has ended. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. There's almost this. The, there's almost this hint of disappointment. Yeah. Too, like, what do I do with my life lived now? Uh, thousands <laughs> of years on this quest. Now we've got a three hundred and some year ride to Which, try to figure out what else. I to thought do. was funny that it took them like tens of thousands of years to get there. Well, and it's only going to be 300. Well, I guess that's true. They've it, been searching the, for the, it the whole time. The thing was traveling. But, it was going And he works too. it out in his head. Now it's 325 years, you know. Well, that's just a drop in the hat. You know, so <laughs> oh, like, when you're yeah. thousands of years old. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> it felt like there was a very hasty We did a lot goodbye. of computing of things, but we didn't compute did, did Did we compute how much food... <laughs> on the ship now that we've picked up. No, the, everyone can just starve to death and they can regenerate themselves. Well, and if they were smart, going. they'd load up a bunch of those rocks in that rock processor and because uh, that's what they were using for food yeah, on, on the planet. Good. So they were processing rocks and making rocks the food, well, which I, was another thing that I thought was just kind of put out there and then dropped. If I ever told you the what? time I went to Blackpool, I ate rock. <laughs> Did he say I ate rock? He ate rock. <laughs> I thought he said. I thought he said something to the extent of I know rock. And the reason I thought I thought it was a double entendre, or not double entendre, but I thought it meant two things because isn't uh, Blackpool where like the uh, birth of the uh, rock and roll mu- movement in the UK was? And I thought that was what he was alluding to: is he knows rock because he's been to Blackpool. No, he specifically says he ate rock. He ate rock. Okay. In fact, there's a continuity glitch there because um, he, he references we went to I went to Blackpool and ate rock, and yet. Um, He's never, at least televised, never been to Blackpool. Uh. Now, the Sixth Doctor and Perry were going to go to Blackpool, but that was uh, Nightmare Fair, which wound up being untelevised. Uh-oh. And there have been a couple other references to it since then, and it's not until the Eighth Doctor that we actually go, <laughs> go to, to Blackpool. <laughs> Lucy Miller from Blackpool. So, oh, yeah. And he does go, eventually. Just spoilers for what's, what's up there. 
Um, Horror of Glam Rock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I kind of have to think I agree with uh, Paul Cornell, Martin Day, and Keith Topping, who wrote in the Discon- Discontinuity Guide. Direction's a bit lazy, design could be better. The plot settles down to be dullish, but it's much more worthy than its reputation would suggest. The CSO is not that bad either. That's kind of where I kind of come now, down now on that. that is, well, that's a good synopsis know. for it. Really yeah, now, knowing that's a good why, review. why they did it and how they had to do it, I think that's exactly right. Yeah. I don't know. It's fun to see Tom again. I hadn't seen a Tom. Yeah, it's always good to watch the last Tom. Friday Night Who that we had Tom. So it was kind of cool to go back to that. And then going back to one that I wasn't totally familiar with, that was kind of cool too. I very, very rarely have the situation where I'm able to look at something in a different light. And I'm very grateful that they have the, the special you can. on there yeah. because it just, knowing that I was so divided, just my attention was divided from what was going on. And then be able to re-examine it and realize, yeah, this was actually a pretty, pretty good story. It was a pretty, from from the based on the source material, it really was. Here we go. Roots. By the way, speaking of discontinuity guy, which I have, uh, the roots, flying Duffin, Orpheus, uh, Persephone, well, the Odyssey, the Jason, Dutchman. the Argonauts, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sword of Damocles, Planet of the Eggs, Star Trek, Star Trek's for how uh, for the world, for the world is, is hollow. hollow. That's and I have where I knew the sky. it from. Okay, <laughs> and then Return of the Archons. It's and not just the a Miners. Star Trek. It's that it's Star Trek. That Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> that's a third season Star Trek. So that's oh. <laughs> fashion. Victims. One of the more forgettable ones. But. Fashion victims, the Mayans, space helmets, and the silly robot heads. <laughs> Well, well, there was a double entendre too, and you pointed it out, Brian. Who, whatever blow can be said, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whatever James, blows can be. Said. James, when when we first get the the executioner hood, whatever that guy was wearing, with the, sitting in his terminal with tiny little eyelets in there, doing you thing, really look like eyelets on a shoe. That's what he tweeted out. I want to put shoelaces in there. And just once, of course, once you say that, I can't unsee it. I, I <laughs> signed like, it before oh, he tweeted it. Yeah. I mean, props to the, the the costume department's got the very unenviable job of going. Where do we put these guys in? Well, you have to be imaginative. You have to black leather. Well, you have to make it imaginative, and you have to come you up with something, something different every week. Yeah. And so that was what they you came know, up with. So this looking one. at that was kind of like it was probably cost effective too. Yeah. 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 It just didn't cost a lot. <laughs> what are you wearing? A shoe. <laughs> so then we, okay, take that off. And I kind of fully expected we would never see that guy. Like, that's just yeah, going to be yeah, who this yeah. guy And then later he comes in and he takes the hood off. And I went, oh, there's an actual person in there. <laughs> it just kind of was shocking. And then the robot people showed up. I was like, what are you? <laughs> well, they don't, they don't go into that very much, too. No. no. They just, they just, it just went in. But I felt very much like I was watching or uh, playing a... Uh, um, What's the what's the game? Overlord. Have you guys ever played Overlord? Uh-uh. You're you're this horrible overlord. You're you're an, uh, you're you're the bad guy, and you're supposed to revel in that. And you have these minions, and the minions you send forth to go do things. Yeah, yeah, not minions. <laughs> well, kind of cut from the same cloth in many ways. But you send them forth to like, what do you want? Pilot to do? cloth. Yeah, <laughs> Like, what do you want to do? And he's like, well, send them forth into the town. So you direct them, and they all go. Ah! And they run off and ransack the village. And then they come back and they say fun little things like, fight you! And they've brought you gold. Or sometimes chickens. 
for the Overlord. And they're so thrilled to be doing your evil bidding. <laughs> it's a great game just because it's. I laugh every time I play it. I can't control myself. Odd Duck Phil plays this game. And he's invented a mini game within that game <laughs> called What the Bleep Are You Wearing? Because you send the minions off to go do something, and occasionally they will come back with new outfits. <laughs> One of them had a chef's hat. So, oh, yeah, okay. Everything is for you, for the overlord. But this is for me. Yeah. Except for this outfit. <laughs> Except for that. I get pretty things. I mean, you know, where's a jack-o'-lantern? And it's random. It's completely randomized. It's not going to be on every... you know. But one of them had a jack-o'-lantern on his head. And then it's almost like, well, I don't want to send that guy because I want to keep him around. <laughs> because if he goes off and gets killed, I'm going to lose the jack-o'-lantern head guy. You know, one of them came back with a chef's hat. And it was literally, stop what I'm doing and look at this guy and go, where did you get that? <laughs> okay. But they just chef, Sean. Yeah, I'll kill the chef. <laughs> Where'd you find a chauffeur's hat? On a chauffeur. I just roasted turkey for you. <laughs> Chef's hat for me. That's, that was that was. Here's here's robot head guys. Like, okay. <laughs> just, you know. So this whole episode was full of unexpected laughs for me because we 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 had what the bleep are you wearing and. <laughs> Wiley Coyote, <laughs> super genius, sandwiched in between the quest is the quest, and yeah, I don't know. Anything else? I don't think so. Let's wrap this one up. Let's wrap it up. What are we coming up on the schedule? Schedule. The schedule. Schedule. Uh, well, I will be gone next week, um, winging my way through the. Friendly skies, hopefully friendly skies, to sunny California where it's supposed to be 70 and 80 degrees all week long uh, for Gallifrey One. Mel will be coming with, so we will have some reports and some updates and some... Uh, and you're meeting Michelle? I'm meeting Michelle. and uh, Mish. Oh, Mish. And uh, staying with Mish. So that was, uh, again, thank you, Mish. Um, it's going to be a good time. Cool. We'll have some, uh, some fun stuff. You guys... Keith and I will be reviewing Doctor Who, Engines of War... It's a War Doctor novel, and it's set between, well, Night of the, the Doctor of, and yeah. uh, Day of the Doctor, from what we can tell for sure. <laughs> and Day of the Doctor is the official Friday Night Who selection for this Friday, so join in if you have it. And uh, we should watch Night of the Doctor first, and then we should Day we should of the Doctor, totally so that we can, so that we can, uh, when we do our review, we'll say, <laughs> right in the middle of these two yeah. is this. You should, you, you should watch. Night of the Doctor, and then the very end of Time of the Doctor. <laughs> no. Dave, no. Which one is it? Name of the Doctor. Name of the Doctor. Name of the Doctor. There's too many of the Doctors. <laughs> Which of the Doctors? It's a trilogy. It's a quadrilogy. <laughs> no, it is a quadrilogy. Anyway, so Engines of War is uh, on the on the on, on the shoe next week, uh, and then the following week, um, Boomtown. Speaking of Chris Eccleston. On uh, Friday Night Who, really? and uh, then we'll actually have I hear have he's our, a nice guy. I hear he's a nice guy. Apparently he's a very big uh, wedding fan, from what I can tell. <laughs> Helps people propose all the time. Um, don't try this at home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm willing to bet that was a one and done. Uh, he went home that night and went, oh, now everybody and their dog is going to ask me to help him propose. <laughs> the quest is the quest is over. <laughs> you should not attempt that. But... Uh, um, and then we'll actually have our full-blown galley discussion the following week. And then some Patrick Troughton. 
Going with the Ice Warriors. And not long, we'll be talking uh, Planet Comic Con, too. I suppose we should mention, too, because this is posted on the website, too. Um, But we're going to do Ice Warriors because it's a longer one. We're going to do parts one through three. And that's on uh, Friday, February 27th. And our show, sneaking in right at the end of February, then uh, number 218, is our second Beyond the Doctor. And so you should start looking for a copy of Sinbad. The Omen. Oh. Sinbad and the Eye of the Tiger. Oh. I got. I picked up the omen. Well, enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, Sinbad. We're, we're, we're the fairly certain he has more screen time in Sinbad and the Eye of the Tiger. <laughs> Although, uh, who was it? Uh, oh, uh, James uh, mentioned when he brought over that he, he was all excited over uh, the Beyond the Doctors, and he mentioned that uh, he didn't realize it until going back that uh, Peter Capaldi's in Local Hero. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Very young Peter yeah, Capaldi very, yeah, was in that's Local right. Hero. I went and pulled it up. <laughs> that's right. Like, I was like, how much screen time has he got in that? <laughs> so, um, there's that. All right. And then, yes, it will be time, as soon as we survive Galley, it will be time to start talking about Planet Comic Con, which we have some big news we can't reveal yet. We're getting there. We're getting there. Getting close. Soon. All right. Well, if that's going to do it for this week, until next week, I'm Glenn. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. Cheers. Good night, everybody. Be seeing you. The quest is, is the quest. quest. have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied. What are you flicking your finger at me for? <laughs> that's a go. Oh, is that what go. I, I was expecting a... That's so much better. I recognize what that is. You can't switch up the signals. You're like that pitcher and catcher. And I'm throwing the fastballs in there, and you're thrashing the three fingers at me. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> can't do that in the middle of a game, Glenn. Is that a sports thing? It's a sports thing. It's actually Did pretty integral that? to <laughs> baseball. Too. You're asking me? Like, I that. know. It's pretty integral that they do that. So, uh, I think I'm the only guy that played baseball. Well, at the see, table. then you should know. I tried, but I wasn't very good. I played t-ball. I also took a class called uh, Introduction, Introduction to Coaching Theory. How'd that go? It that was an easy A. Was it? <laughs> yeah, you know why? Maybe I should look for that one. You know what the whole class was? He put the notes on the board and told us to copy the notes. And at the end of the semester, or at the end of the, the yeah, the end of the semester, he told us to turn on our notes. That was it. Got an Score. A. Got an nice. A. The only other thing that I had to do was learn some uh, pitching signs. That was it. And some Obviously third you base failed. coach signs. No, I, I, <laughs> I remember some of those. We all Just know, on that one. I, I knew there was no chance in heck you'd know what I was doing if I gave you <laughs> pitching signs. So. <laughs> I went a whole other direction, John, and that didn't work either. Left turn. <laughs> If you're wondering why we're still prattling on, it's time for the special secret announcement. Only members of the Traveling the Vortex Secret Society can get their decoder rings out and find out what this message means. Here it is. Drink more over tea. <laughs> oh, have, no, no, no. I'm sorry. It's not that. You, you may have noticed, and who, who, who was it that, uh, where, credit, where credit is due, who challenged us to this? Brittany. 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 You may have noticed a certain ding noise. During the show this week. Do you know why? It's because Glenn's been tinkering in his garage and he invented something. <laughs> it's a machine that goes ding, ding. Um, which we dinged every time we said. <laughs> These dings don't count. No, those things don't count. But we dinged every time we said. The, the quest, quest is, is the quest. quest. 
And so your challenge, Vortexers, is to feedback us and let us know how many... That's a verb, by the <laughs> okay. way. Feedback us. Feedback us. And let us know how many times we said the quest is the quest on this week's show. And we will have a little special something for you if you get that right. Enjoy. Have fun. Happy hunting.